to me, that is, that's the community ethos in and of itself. Not a single one of those games can afford that stage by attendance metrics, by anything. Even all of those games together with their attention metrics might not be able to afford that state. But when put into all of Combo Breaker, there are the resources available for that stage to exist. Everybody, welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James, and we're once again back to the trio here with Mr. Ultra David and Tubaware. First of all, how are you feeling, David? <laughs> Thanks, James. I'm feeling acceptable. Uh, I did have COVID <laughs> last week, and I finally tested negative yesterday. I still have a wheezy cough, so if all of a sudden I blow up your ear with this slow, drawn-out wheezy cough, my bad in advance. It's mostly gone, but it's still there a little bit. Still a little bit of fatigue as well, but yeah, definitely doing much better. It's what about you, Brock? Uh, so what's we got? What do we got going on tonight, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? That We're going to be talking about the King of Fighters, the fifteenth. We'll have an interview with Rick on Combo Breaker, which is going to be exciting. We'll talk about multiverses. We'll talk about some other questions that you guys had for us. We'll get to the extremely huge Luke patch who died. Luke's dead now. Sorry. <laughs> useless uh, character now. He's useless. He's good. So, yeah. But let's start by talking about King of Fighters 15. So this is the first big patch. Just came out earlier today. There was a small patch a little while ago. This is the first one that's like a really significant change. And man, is it a significant change? The list of notes is 33 pages long. And every character had something. And many characters had like pretty noticeable change lists. Uh, they <laughs> absolutely changed some of the top tiers. They absolutely helped some of the other characters. You know, we'll talk more about it, but it is it is a big patch. It definitely feels like the, the Street Fighter V definitive patch, but like two mm. months later. <laughs> and, you know, to be fair, they did say that this was their goal, that this was going to be a massive patch where they're going to try to bring all the lower characters up. And for the top tier characters, they're going to drop them, but still try to give them stuff, you know, like more, like if they nerf them, at least lateral shift some things to give them some cute toys, new toys and such. And uh, depending on who you're, where your loyalties lie, uh, <laughs> whether they succeeded in that or not, are, uh, are well, stuff for debate. I, for one, am happy to see the Mark of the Wolves Terry didn't get nerfed. <laughs> that's, I mean, honestly, that's the better Terry, so it's well-deserved. Good job, SNK, for recognizing <laughs> that. What, what he's talking about is that Terry did get some nerfs and some other changes, too. But for oh, some no. reason, his alt costume oh, did no. not get all of those changes. <laughs> dude, did and they... So, did oh, you they, didn't know about this. Yeah, they did actually... Did they Mortal Kombat this, dude? They did. <laughs> they did. They human smoked it. Yep, they human smoked Damn it. Damn you, Ed Boone. You striked again. <laughs> they striked again. Wow, they forgot... Wow! <laughs> 
Oh man. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Still no, I remember the human Cyrax. Yeah, I remember the Cyrax once. Joker, it happened in one of with one of the Jokers, I think in Injustice or something like that as well. So Get it together, Paulo. Come on. No, I mean I, I don't know exactly what happens there. I assume it's just a different model and you have to just whatever. That's so weird. Like that stuff to it. It never I'm makes sure any sense to me. It never makes sense to me why that happens. You know, like isn't it just the costume? But again, I'd have to see how it works Sometimes through the code. Not. Yeah. I guess it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that wasn't the only thing. There, are, I mean, we'll talk about more important stuff, but there are like a host of glitches that have actually been introduced with this patch. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen, but there are things no. like if Chizuru does her reflect, she just begins to do like constant like reflect. Just like reflect, reflect, reflect. She just kind of spazzes <laughs> out as a model. This is your reflect dance. <laughs> Honestly, it looks just like that. I, I nailed it. I Time nailed to it. reflect, dude. Oh, man. Uh, and then there's another thing where, like, if Luong does her super and it's blocked, she just keeps doing super, 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 super. super. What? It's just, like, it's just a weird glitch. Whatever. I mean, they'll figure that stuff oh, out. But there were some glitches that were introduced with this patch. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, making um, games look, as, is hard. <laughs> definitely, yeah. As far as the substantive stuff goes, well, I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that jumped out to you with this patch. Uh, maybe before we talk about the characters themselves, as far as game-wide stuff goes, they made it a little bit easier to jump over fireballs. They made it uh, so that light attacks do a little bit less damage. And then other than that, they kind of left it to the characters. Yeah. What, does anything jump out to you? Yeah, how dare they? How how dare they oh, no. nerf Vanessa? How oh, no. dare they? <laughs> now, to be fair, I That's mommy and she doesn't deserve to get nerfed. Okay. That's to that's be fair. That's fair, but you know, as 16-bit brought up Cyrax in the post down there, uh, in the chat, uh there is potential that Vanessa might have been Cyraxed in which they just took away all the glue-eating stuff, and it actually turns out she has a lot of really cool other stuff that exists that... I mean, they gave her some new toys, yeah. and uh, maybe now, like, the people who play her will actually, like, delve deeper into some of the other stuff. Why are you smiling, David? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think it's a good point, man. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, no, because, I mean, they gave, like, she definitely has new combo routes and stuff. They was so. just happy to be here. <laughs> happy to hang out, man. Yeah. They, so, I, they sped up her close roundhouse. It's actually five frames now. Like, they gave her some buffs, in fact. It wasn't all Well, nervous. no, I mean, also, like, uh, her, her sway low profile's better, and she also gained a new short dash out of the stance, which will mm. give her new combo routes. And, uh, like, I know Olaf's already experimenting with those because cool. he's actually more inspired to play Vanessa because when she first came out, he was like, I'm excited. Then he she turned be. out to eat glue, and she was like, I'm done. And now That's he's a very more Olaf excited. Thing. Yeah. Listen, listen, you low-tier heroes, and you're, oh, no, she's exciting. Oh, she was exciting before when she just dash-punched over and over again. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I want the brain dead. It's a very rash mindset right there. Yeah, rash. Awkward mindset. Running to boot. Wrecking ball. Okay, I'm in. Feels good, man. Wrecking Feels ball, good, man. Wrecking ball because he had trouble getting in, right? So there you go. So look, Vanessa is is a little worse overall, but they they again, like with other characters, it wasn't entirely negative news that we were just talking about. Other characters who got nerfed, like Ralph got nerfed. In my opinion, not that much stuff in this game actually needed to be nerfed. One thing that needed to be nerfed 
was the stand D button on that character. <laughs> that yes. By itself. Has That's it been, like, has it been quote unquote normalized now? I think it has been. I, I looked yeah. at, I looked at it. Uh, I, in tournament at uh, game realms, I got hit by it six times in a row. <laughs> it wasn't like a mix up. It was just like, I was like trying to do anything about it. And I was trying to like whiff punish it. Nah, trying to jump over it. Nah, trying to roll. Nah, trying to armor through it. Nah, just. Did you get caught with the, they do it in whiff and you whiff punish and then they do it again and you got whiff punish? I sure did, buddy. I sure did. <laughs> Dude, there was. She tried to whiff punish and it didn't work. I was like, yeah, he got hit with the, the double. Dude, the literally. Literally, I think it was like a week after the game came out, someone did like some little flash animation like of the 98 sprites, except Ralph had like dulcim kicks. Like he was <laughs> kicking across the screen against Iori and like Iori was like trying to backdash it and then he kicks the opposite direction and like comes around the world and kicks him from the other side and Iori's like, what the hell? Like you see this question mark, dude? Because like seriously, yeah. dude, that button was a problem. So that button got nerfed and, and 5C got nerfed, but they also gave him some new stuff. I've seen bigger combos for him. Yeah. He was already doing a lot of damage. So it's not the case that they're just like tanking characters. Like the, they're definitely giving characters new stuff even as they're taking away some of the most objectionable things which yeah. is great uh, i'm I mean, totally I, on board for that some characters definitely escaped okay so nicely because okay. there are definitely some characters that probably maybe should have gotten one or two bigger nerfs than they got but uh blue mary okay okay blue mary got away uh my got away pretty scot-free as well i saw joe still has stun combos right i think i, think, so. I don't think they changed that i'm pretty sure that's still there yeah so he well, that well, feels like he slap, got away too right the hand slap does less stun but it probably doesn't matter because it was probably already min scaling in most of the combos already so but oh yeah and then some characters like liz like i don't even know if she escaped <laughs> She just got buffed, like, and she was, like, considered one of the best characters, and she got buffed. <laughs> so, uh... Look, I'm still learning the game, but in my opinion, those characters were not on the level of, like, where Vanessa and Ralph were. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they took the characters that, like, everybody agrees. Yeah. Everybody agrees that Vanessa and Ralph were uh, top tier. Yeah, I will and say... You the those, okay. The closest one might be Mai, uh, because like when I watch a lot of like Shao Hai footage, uh, mm -hmm. and he's always playing against like ZJZ and M Dash and all these other guys constantly, and I swear like I mean he speaks in Chinese, so it's funny to hear him curse in Chinese. But like Mai is the like one character that can beat him. And like he gets super frustrated fighting that character. So the only set I've ever seen him lose was against ZJZ's uh, ZJZ's Mai wow, and Athena. Okay. To be honest with you, but mm -hmm. the Mai, yeah, Mai can be a problem. So clearly good. Uh, they nerfed Dolores a little bit, who I think was a really strong character as well. Mm -hmm. So like, there's definitely some characters that they nerfed a little bit. They nerfed Kukri a little bit. Yeah. I thought he was really strong. Yeah, fuck Kukri. I mean, I actually I'm feel not like to that. I actually feel like they nerfed Andy pretty, uh, like not a lot, but like most of his changes add up, I think to a net negative, uh, in mm. my opinion, because he's one of my main characters too. So gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they didn't nerf that many characters and I, 
don't think that any of them got murdered. None of them seem like they're bad to me. <laughs> I mean, you talk to some people. Vanessa was murdered. Vanessa is dead. Cookie's murdered. murdered. I was murdered. Ralph was murdered. What he deserved. Roller skates on. I was murdered. Gato was murdered. Dude, I've heard so many murder claims. I mean, Dolores. Gato Dolores. was murdered. Come on. What's that? Gato was yeah, murdered. Yeah, no, that Gato was not. Yeah, so good still. <laughs> Maybe the best in the game now. I mean, come on, he's so strong. Yeah. I mean, overall, what they said they wanted to do, I think they did. And there are still some of those characters, which is interesting to me because, you know, there is that mindset. You know, Keats talked about this when we had him on the show where he was like, you can't make Conra, you can't make Agonos the best characters in the game because they're make you quit characters. Ramon is kind of one of them as well. And while he did get buffed, like most Ramon players are like, you just did not give him enough. And I think they're just scared to make Ramon, <laughs> like, good. <laughs> well, there's so. this other character called El Fuerte, who's one of the most frustrating <laughs> fighting game characters, the fighting ants of all time. Dude. So I don't blame them for not wanting to go bonkers with that archetype. Dude, I mean, look, David already knows how much I hated Fuerte and Ultra, dude. Ultra I do recall. You know, I, I can't lie, I really liked the matchup. I love that matchup. Wait, which one? Blanca Fuerte. Really? <laughs> I love it. It feels so good. I, I would I would I would beat a lot of top yeah, uh, I bet you would. top Fuertes. I bet you would. Online. You, you could take out Pepidai. I believe you. I believe no, I never played it, but it's Pepidai. <laughs> uh there was one in the UK that I, I beat. There is uh Dang, Pro the, Fluke. The, yeah, I beat Pro Fluke in a first of five. Laying down the names. And in person at Evo that I, I sat down. Dropping, I didn't I didn't know who it was. Dude. I didn't know who it was till I got oh, up. I didn't, I didn't no even idea. know. Wow. No, it was just just another El Fuerte, no big deal. <laughs> so, as far as the, the other characters who I felt like could have really used help, um, I do agree that Ramon was on the lower end of things. And I I understand that they didn't give him a ton of stuff, but they also like they did give him some invol. They gave him some new roots. Right. Uh, they gave him some new pressure options, so it's not nothing. We'll see how that plays out. Right. And then um, I felt the whip was pretty weak, and yep. they changed her in some ways that I guess I am not convinced like are super important. Mm -hmm. But they they buffed her a little bit. That's nice. So again, like they're looking at what characters people tend to think are not very strong, yeah. and definitely giving them some new stuff. Yeah. And, and Serginio, uh Antonov was not bad. <laughs> Antonov no, is an he's an anchor character. You basically put him on anchor, you EXDP them, they're dead. That's it. Like that's his strategy. You find one EXDP and then they lose like 70% of their life, basically. He was ridiculous as an anchor character, but it's true. It's true. he is one of those characters that you kinda have to play him on either second or anchor, uh, to Agreed. be honest with you. Uh, uh, I mean, Shune, I thought was ass. I thought that character didn't exist. I didn't think he was that bad. <laughs> I just thought he was not what about worth whip? even looking at. You were a whip player. Are you a whip he player again? I'm not. He just no, said whip. Yeah. yeah, I think she got buffed. She, I was she reading the some, chat. She got yeah, some yeah, buffed, no worries, though, no not no enough for me to play her. Yeah, I, I really thought Shune was just not even in the cast. And <laughs> it's 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 cool that like it's he seems to be now. So I'm yeah. happy for Shune players about that. Uh, yeah. And then there's a long list for like Yashiro of Dude, stuff that's it, got buffs it, for him. Like some characters that are dangerous right now are Iori, right? Iori, mm. everyone was talking about how Iori sucked. And that's just because he wasn't top tier and everybody's used to Iori being top tier. <clears throat> and uh, he was pretty, he yeah. was all right. He was mid. And the way then it he should got, be. 
he got buffed like he was a bottom tier character in my opinion. Yeah, because so. he should be top tier. He's Iori. Yeah, basically. That's like when right. when Akuma's not top tier, it feels weird, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. When Akuma like, when was zero, it feels kind of weird. <laughs> like zero, you know? Yeah, zero always top. Like those dude, are, there's just some characters. Those are top dude, tiers. Leona, I don't know what they did to Leona because I never really yeah. could figure out how to play her very well. And they, and again, I mean, I only use this word because it's so true. They fucked the light fireball in the air so badly dude like i can't believe oh yeah they nerfed that move to i mean if it hits you it flattens you now which is kind of okay but if you block it she doesn't go anywhere anymore she bounces straight up comes straight down and basically you could murder her for free i don't know why i have no idea why they did that to her but uh yeah uh, I I don't understand how Leona's supposed to play, to be honest with you. So maybe maybe they found it necessary. So uh, uh, all right, um, look, Aru uh, says just... she's fine. I'll take his word on it. Yeah, I'll take Aru's word over mine any day. <laughs> so I hope so because every time people try to play Leona or they'll ask me like, "What is Leona supposed to do?" I'm like, I have no idea, dude. Like I, <laughs> Leona's a character I can never get the grasp of for some reason, but. She seems I good mean, to me too, but uh, yeah. Whatever. I think, like, I love the changes they gave to Isla. Like, I'm super mm. stoked for Isla right now because she was the character that I really wanted to get good at the most, and I really felt like she needed stuff. They didn't give her the things that I thought she deserved, but they gave her a lot of things that are really good that I didn't think of. So you know, Fuck ass. Uh, so her heavy kick, uh, quarter circle forward heavy kick in the air, where she lunges forward and kicks and drops. Yeah. They gave it two more active frames. And I was like, okay, I get it because it used to miss some crouchers and stuff like that. Dude, two frames was huge. Like, this is the one thing about yeah. it, right? Like, Andy's jump CD got nerfed by one frame. Le- uh, Isla's little lungy kick got buffed by two frames. You're like, that's not a big deal. Dude, like, you, like, at almost the height of her jump now, it will hit you, like, whereas it did not before. And so it's really, really good now. And yeah. uh, like I nice. said, Andy's jump CD was nerfed by one frame. And it's like, I feel like it's a completely different move now in a weird way. So it's not. It's still yeah. super good. But, you know, I'm, it's just I was so used to being carried by that move that <laughs> I used to beat people just by doing jump CD, jump CD, jump CD, jump CD, jump CD, jump CD. Because he yeah. was jump CD the character. Now I have to actually try to use some strategy. So that's fine. Nah, I just keep doing it about, anyways. I'll never see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty good about Dino and Maxima. I already thought that they were a little underrated, if not uh-huh. great. But now they're a little bit stronger, and that's cool. I think some of the hard matchups just got a little worse, so probably easier matchups. And then King herself, the fact that you can jump easily, more easily over fireballs, I think it's actually not that bad for her. It's like not already hard to jump over her fireball right. that wasn't the issue it was that she could like space it and time it differently and put it in the air or not and she had all these anti-airs so i'm not really that concerned about that for her i'm concerned in general i feel pretty good about those three characters but i'm also now curious about taking another look again at characters like Shermy and ramon and i mean does it do you feel bad that she lost her true invul ex trap shoot Dude, it doesn't matter to me. Right. Um, I don't. I, I don't really understand too. why people yeah. in this game are so worried about having a D- DP or not. This character has. Uh, this game has a hundred defensive options. Like, Dude, you need a DP, so bro. Things. Have you seen how Urians reacted to losing their EX DP? The character became unplayable. 
Yeah, you need, you need a DP. <laughs> this is a game with back roll, forward roll, B reversal. So dashes. Uh, yeah, and strike. Which one? Which one of those? Dashes, which one of those strike. mentally breaks my opponent just because I did it when I woke up? Uh, whatever None of them, not. but EX DP. No, or totally invincible the opposite, DP. Dude, totally the opposite. What breaks the opponent is not invincible DP. What breaks the opponent is the <laughs> stupidest stuff you can think. Wait, do wake up sweet. Something stupid. <clears throat> That's what breaks the opponent. <laughs> So Dude, anyway, um, I, honestly, I'm not stressed about not having EXDP. Yeah, okay. I really don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, so. Oh, wait, is Surprise Rose actually still an invul? Oh, no, that's the super, right? That's a super, right? That that requires meter as what well, but about? just requires a little bit more meter. But, yeah, this is yeah, horse right, shit. Right, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm writing a strong letter to Mr. <laughs> okay. SNK. Oda. Well, let's... <laughs> John SNK. That's what I'm writing yeah, the letter to. It's just so many defensive tools in this game. Oh, yeah. so and that's uh, the top right? of point. I it just want feels to know... good to have invincible moves. I don't care. It does. It does. It does. It, does. it feels great, but not everybody needs it, right? Like, that's just... That's King just... needs it. This is horseshit. What do you think about Yamazaki, <laughs> Geese, and Billy Kane? Uh... They all look dope. I love Yamazaki right now. I mean, I think he's uh, he's going to be fun to play. Like, he can do some weird stuff. Uh, he's definitely, I mean, I don't feel like he's going to be, like, crazy, like, here's my awesome tech kind of character, although people are finding cool stuff with him. But I think in actual combat, it's mostly just going to be his super annoying heavy kick and just, you know, kind of playing, and his really annoying uh, jumping heavy kick. But of course, his jumping attacks don't have a lot of range on them, so that's that's one of the biggest problems that he has. Uh, not a lot of horizontal range, I should say. So, you know, it, it's, I, I, but he's definitely the character that I'm looking at the most to put in my team, just because, thanks to CVS2, I basically, you know, I love Yamazaki. I think he's just, like, the coolest character, so I definitely want to play his, him. His, uh, his pressure cancels on blocks seem really strong. Yeah. Plus on block options for for pressure, it's really nice. Um, and as far as like the mid range control of the character, I think I'm a little bit underwhelmed, but I think he seems strong. Other than that, really, even with that totally heavy fine. kick, dude, that heavy kick is super good. I think like it's, I f- it's a good footsie's normal if that's what you mean. Uh, yeah, Listen, man, like it's, they- no, it's no Ralph. It's no Ralph. It's no Ralph, dude. They did not bring rack Ralph Stanley. <laughs> and as, as far as Billy Kane, I'm out here trying to be like, okay, sick. Let's check out what I can do with this jump C. It's got all this range, and I just like absolutely failing to find the hitbox in where jump c is uh <laughs> so anyway i mean he, he seems he seems good otherwise he's not awesome but that's not right. the character um yeah. I think and again it's and the Geese, same I think, seems super sick i really I mean, like it's, how Geese it's, looks. it's the same story right we were talking about the whip and ramon thing they're scared i think to make some of these owner characters and and stuff strong so I think Billy is getting the whip treatment right now where they're starting him a little <laughs> bit weaker and seeing how where they can go with him afterwards, you know. Uh, getting the whip treatment. <laughs> yeah, I really That's think what he's getting, looks huh? good. I think he's looks strong. Whipping him into shape. Yeah. All right, let's bring on Rick. All right, we're moving on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff to talk oh, about Jesus here. Jesus Christ. Let's do it. Okay, all right. We're going to go... <laughs> We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to bring Rick onto the chat, so uh, don't go anywhere. This, of course, is the Hado, the man, uh, you know, the basically the man who is, like, in charge of the FTC right now, I feel like. You know, the guy who's running Combo Breaker for years, and now is uh, we'll doing be back a lot soon. of stuff for Evo and, and Everybody knows who he is! 
I'm just trying to make sure nobody goes okay. away during the break. Okay, this is, all right. This is valuable interview time. Let's go to the break. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. We have a very special guest. I will take 10 minutes to introduce him. No, I'm kidding. Let's bring on Rick uh, the Hado Flyer. Oh, wrong screen. There we go. Uh, there we go. Production issues. One job. Hey, thanks Almost for joining done. us, Ritas. Appreciate it. One job. Oh, shoot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, no, thanks a lot for coming on, Ming. Much obliged. You're looking good out there, first of all. <laughs> I appreciate that you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, all right. So uh, Combo Breaker is coming up soon. In the past, we've had you on, and we've kind of talked about the spiel of how you got into the FGC, et cetera. So I don't know that uh, we need to go into that whole rigmarole this time. Nah, I don't think so. But um, but I, I, do, I do think it would be good to at least rehash how it is that you got into... The situation that you find yourself in now, how is it that you began hosting tournaments in the fighting game scene? And how did that grow? I ran some events in my garage because I couldn't make my locals. People showed up to them. That was a good time. Somehow that then became a responsibility to host for those people. And the number of those people involved has grown so much that we're in a convention center now. <laughs> just, just grabbing a few yeah, more people at a time. So yeah. If I actually had to give you a detailed narrative of how we got to here, I'm not confident I even could. <laughs> it's just kind of a blur at this point, huh? Many of the years blend together, but also the occurrences that go from the scale we started at to the scale we are now are not comparable. And the mixture of happenstance and professional decisions and where those have met with either new relationships or networking or freak opportunity. It's at this point, sometimes difficult to circle back through and go, here's the point A to point Z. <laughs> I can pick out some key moments along the way. Like I know situations where this was of impact or this led us to this adventure that led to this change in the event structure or size. But I don't know if I got a clear narrative for any of that anymore. Well, I don't think you need a clear narrative. I think that's kind of cool, actually. I'm, I'm curious if anything strikes you in terms of things that did seem as though they were happenstance that then became important. Um, well, what are some good ones? Meeting Adam Hart at the Focus Fire event in La Crosse, Wisconsin, particularly since we almost mm -hmm. didn't make it. The crew that I went with had to push our car through the blizzard. We got shovels <laughs> out. We every creating a lane to get to... You know, it's oh. called a convention center in lacrosse, but the gymnasium that that event was <laughs> held in. <laughs> God, and legitimately, the only reason that led from going from Focus Fire to going to the Ultimate Fighting Game Tournament in was Rosemont still that year was talking trash to the event host at Focus Fire and Adam to their faces. <laughs> Dude, and then the open so challenge amazing. of, well, if you feel this way, can you do better? I don't know. Maybe. Actually, yeah. No, no I'm confident I could. Prove it, kid. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I like competing in things. This is a new competition. Can I prove you wrong and how quickly? 
Dude, I mean, look, that's amazing because you know what? How many people have you told have have the general world told like, oh, you think you could run this event? Do it. And most of them are like, oh, okay, fine. But then you actually did, and now you are running the basically the two biggest FGC tournaments of the year of the in the world, perhaps, right? <laughs> to, to to be fair, the first combo breaker that we ran on the back of all of those interactions in. A new Brighton, Minnesota, which Tubbleware has been to, but the two of you have not, uh, was Did terrible by almost by almost every definition. <laughs> Everything ran late. Equipment wasn't there. I didn't sleep for two and a half days. At least a third of the attendee base was well past the legal drinking limit. And <laughs> during grand finals, in a rush to pack the event up so that we could beat the hard out that we didn't realize was a hard out, they were going to charge us more money for it. I accidentally unplugged the stream setup in the middle of the most watched thing we'd ever put together. So, you know, it, it doesn't it all well. start the way it is right now. It went well. You learn a lot of things the literal hard, old-fashioned way. Uh, oh, well, I think that's I think that's cool as well, and important for other people to hear about. I'm sure that the fact that even somebody who is now running such big events has also had experiences like this. Can Can you talk about the kind of mindset that it takes? to not only have all this responsibility on yourself, but to push through moments like that. I think on the positive side, the mindset is all about perseverance and resolve. And I pull a lot of that just from family history and social circle that I'm in. There's a lot of people around me that either from financial means or health means just live in a constant state of struggle. And so if they can get through day to day, whatever I'm facing, I can get through day to day. The flip side to that is probably some level of mental imbalance that makes me believe that now that I have committed to doing all of these things, I have to continue to do them or I have to achieve in my attempts at doing them. Because if I don't, all the people that are now depending on me to deliver either moments of excitement or happiness or worse yet purpose might not have that. And that weighs on me very heavily. So I never want to let either of those two things down. I want to always... I don't know if it's always, but my motivation stems a lot from those two aspects of my life. So As let you, me ask you this question then. Uh, if you, uh, David, unless you had a question. No, no, you can go for it. I, I just want to ask, like, obviously Combo Breaker's coming up here and you're probably busy doing Combo Breaker and having to do Evo at the same time. But, you know, how hard has it been? Like, I swear after two years of the pandemic, I forgot how to pack to an event. You know, like, I don't even remember what I'm supposed to put in the suitcase or all of my thing. Like, how hard has it been just, like, actually going back to a live event of this scale after two years, you know? I think the going back part was easy. I've thought about very little in the last two years other than getting back to this. So the the basics of it, the things that feel familiar, that's great. The hard part is the ecosystem and the environment that we're coming back to and the industry that we're coming back to does not look like it did two years ago. And that's everything from the venue spaces to the costs of things to the availabilities of things. And a big one that we have learned in recent months to great difficulty is Our entire community, from the tournament subculture that puts on the events that the rest of the community then participates in, has relied on volunteers forever who, by definition, are part-time hobbyists in what they do with this. Everyone on this call even is that way. Professional commentary is not really a (laughs) thing for most people. 
hobbyist level commentary that's treated professionally is a thing for a lot of people. <laughs> However, in two years without live events, if you were a traveling commentator that didn't move into what the online environment offered for you or didn't find comfort there, did you go get a job? Did you go get into a new relationship? Did you start a family? Did you do all three of those things? And if you did, your availability for a show, your interest in doing a show, or maybe even how practiced up you are to deliver on the expectations of who you were in regards to live events, all changed. And so as we've hit more and more of those, that's the real challenge. And a lot of that is rooted in two years later, many of the people that are the, the spine of our event culture do not have the bandwidth they did two years right. ago. And so it's learning to work in different hours. It's learning to work in different groups. It's learning new efficiencies or processes, some of which are great, some of which are hugely challenging, all of which are proving expensive. <laughs> but that, that's kind of the big change for me. Can you give us some examples of things that have changed in that way? Rigging labor is up $100 an hour. So that what? was fun. Jeez. <laughs> 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 um, I think the biggest thing for me and my team is I've got a kid at home. I've got yeah. a nine to five job that I want to live up to that is intensive. Mm -hmm. um, my core staff all have different jobs than they had when we started doing this. The support vendors that we rely on the most, teams like Gaming Generations, are coming out of two years of not having live events to suddenly having right. more live events than they did when the pandemic first started on a smaller huh. staff. And so as we try to balance all of those changes, it leads to either needing to find new people, which we have done, which is great. We've got a couple of trustees now that weren't part of the old crew or having to figure out how to work around these pieces without upsetting the rest of the lives that we're living. Like, right. I got to go see my dad a couple of times a week. It's not healthy enough where that's something that I will sacrifice. There's not that much time potentially left, but the needs of CB have tripled since 2019 because in the new convention center space, everything is different to the point where even just talking to the fire marshal for some of the late approvals or changes that we want to do this week within the space that we're in, that's supposed to be 40 days ago. And we still want to make changes now simply because the convention center spaces and the event venues we've been in previously, that was okay. And so I've got some people from the team coming in going, you know, we should change these couple of things because I had this thought now and that's been OK before. It's like <laughs> this dude's not that nice. I don't want to call him again. He said yes to the thing. Let's not change the thing. Well, this thing's better now if we do it this way. You're right. But if I call him tomorrow and this backfires, it's on you. <laughs> you got to tell the people I'm not making that one. That one's not on me. Oh, man. So just a lot of that. And then. I think also too, just some of the some of the things I'm excited about have changed. Like in 2019, I was most excited for can we host the largest Tekken tournament possible? Because so much of my life was Tekken. This year, it's how many tiny communities can I get into one space so that they have something to be mm -hmm. excited for? Because particularly over the last couple of years, it was that much harder for them to rally anywhere that wasn't a multitude of Discord servers or how do we showcase some of the new people that have gotten to the community over the last two years? Cause one of the things that I've seen from talking to 
a lot of the groups we work with is there's this idea that the fighting game community is smaller right now. It's huh. not. In terms of sales metrics or active players or people that are registering for events, there's no scale back at all. There's a drastic right. scale up. <clears throat> yeah, we eat. I'm, I'm and, surprised that there's actually this kind of feeling that it's gotten smaller. I feel like the online environment has kind of sucked in a lot more people, uh, and I feel like it might even be bigger, right? I mean, I think can- it has, but when you look at the convention culture we had before, we still have fewer events. We still have, to a certain extent, fewer traveling players. And if that was the piece of the community that you were in, and you didn't make the transition to the predominantly online active communities, there is that sub-belief that has lingered. And I'm not saying that like it's a definitive community-wide belief, but it is a part of what I would consider the core consumer base of an event like Combo Breaker. I mean, for example, I mean, Strive has broken the record at Combo Breaker, right? And what was the previous record uh, before Strive? What is it? 1,061, I think I saw it, that it got to? Yeah, so the previous record was low 800s and held by Mortal Kombat 11. Um, To have beat that by pretty much an entire 256-player bracket, which, when we started, was a pipe dream for our biggest game, is wild. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is is this... Was this even an expectation? Because I, you know, I was following along the tweets between you and Curly. You guys were just like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, can this actually do this?" I mean, did you think it was going to happen in your first year? You know, back after the pandemic, I didn't think that would happen ever. <laughs> <laughs> a, a thousand player tournaments don't happen. That's a Evo. That's a Tokyo yeah. Game Show. That's the player count you get from Master Cup when you've pulled in every potential 5v5 team in the entire Japan, Korea area. I run a tournament in Chicagoland. That's that that's not conceivable. So the fact that it has arrived is, to be honest, challenging for my worldview, but also deeply humbling and very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is a sign of what the expectations are of the event. And maybe those weren't expectations that that you shared, but I think many of us from the more outside perspective felt that the first chance people would get to go to Combo Breaker again would be... Easy. People would go. Easy sellout, we're going. <laughs> yeah. Easy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm curious now, having, having seen that there are as many people as there have signed up, you know, <clears throat> whether whether you would reevaluate um, how you view sort of the success of CB and, and its placement in the FGC. So it's hard to unpack that to an extent, because if we look at the numbers from CB 2019, where we hit our cap and we're closed out at the event at 5,000, when we first pivoted over to this convention center, the assumption was, oh, we should go for a 6K cap then or get into a space that will eventually service a 7,500 cap or so on and so forth because that growth is there from the kind of general attendee market. We've, we've crossed over to where our event is no longer just players attending. We've hit casual fandom is now part of the experience. We have more players attending this year than any year prior. As of today, we don't have more overall attendees than 2019. Mm-hmm even though we are now in a space that was designed for that. 
And I think some of that is coming off the pandemic. Some of that is coming off the pandemic, still sort of in the pandemic. Yeah, we're still um, in there. <laughs> but coming off of two years where traveling wasn't the norm, that type of surplus spending wasn't part of what we did every day. And yes, are there groups of people where the last two years have been incredibly kind and they have significantly more spendable income than they did in the past? Sure. Do I consider that the norm? No. And we're now running an event that unless you buy an Evo Pass and an Evo Finals ticket, there's nothing in market that's more expensive than CB for fighting games. Genesis is more expensive if you want to switch over to the world's largest Smash Brothers event, but we're not coming back to the table with that easy access experience anymore. And there is a part of me that regrets that because I always appreciated running the easy access experience. I mean, CB 2015 started with, we don't even have spectator passes. You want to show up? We're covering it. Enjoy. (laughs) And at this scale, not only can we not do that, but attendees in and of themselves, even at current ticketing prices, can't recover event costs. We have to put in months and months and months of partnership work to actually find the funding to be sustainable. I mean, just to give people a quick reference to how much bigger things are now, there's more people in the Guilty Gear tournament and this year's Combo Breaker than entered all tournaments at Combo Breaker 2015. That's correct, right? Yes, by so, just, 43 people, I think. Yeah, so just one bracket is bigger than the entire goddamn event of 2015. <laughs> so it's just to put things into perspective for people at home listening or watching. I'm going to I'm gonna shift a little bit just because I want to read something that uh, uh, 16-bit says in the chat. And, you know, uh, basically she says, like, you know, you can't tell which game he personally likes the most. That's like the cool thing. Like in the NRS community, we view Ooh. him as our game. <laughs> and KI and Tekken, they view Combo. I know Skullgirls feels like, you know, like Combo Breaker is their event and everything. I know you have a deep passion for Mortal Kombat. And I can't remember if we've talked about this on the stream before here, but I just want to bring up the moment in which we got to play MK11 with the combo breaker banners in the background and all that stuff like that. And as a fighting game fan, like how did that make you feel seeing your top eight with the combo breaker banners and everything in the background of Mortal Kombat 11, you know? I don't know if there's great words for the sense of validation that comes with that. And what I believe to be mutual respect from that dev team and the <laughs> organizers that create events for them. Because that wasn't something where it was just CB. Would it, would it have been cool if it was just CB? Yes. Do I think it was significantly cooler that it went from CB to CEO to Evo to ECT to, to CT that got in there? And this just list of events where we close out the year with NEC where... I went into the game. I had, a, I had a buddy go in and pull some camera tricks, and I just have high res printouts of that stage in a bunch of those tournament logos, and they're they're on my office wall. Aww. Stuff like that I find deeply motivating, and I talk a lot about. Well, I shouldn't say I talk a lot in public, but I talk a lot in meetings with people who ask questions about what motivates organizers. And yes, sustainability and money and those types of things are necessary, and that's a big piece of it. And yes, finding out ways to inspire camaraderie and create collectible components that people can kind of hoard as their personal totems of success. I have a 
I have a scorpion bust from the MK11 Collector's Edition that's signed by NetherRealm Studios. That oh, dang. if that if anything ever happens to that, I don't <laughs> know if I can adequately describe the grief that would come. <laughs> but the logo in the game, and particularly since it was the logo I made, so it was the event's right. first logo before we rebranded. That recognition can't be purchased, particularly in our ecosystem. There's no event that has the money to go to NetherRealm and be like. Put my stuff in the game, Ed. <laughs> no. And so to have them that that publicly, that influentially look at what we have done as a community and go, this is important enough to us that you are part of what we made, which to me reads as mutual inspiration. That is a very, very strong, compelling reward for the work that we've done in this community, the work that they've done on the game and... I love seeing stuff like that happen. <laughs> I, I could ramble about that for a long time because it matters a lot to me. Like I have, I, I get tweets every now and again of somebody who's playing on that stage or I don't know, some weird thing occurs. You can activate that, that noob Cybot tower again. That's got my name on it. And it's, <laughs> I am here because mortal Kombat was on Sega TV. <laughs> that's my starting. <laughs> wow. yeah. And now the thing that that, led me eventually in my life to be a part of, to create that it means something to other people is part of that same source inspiration. It That's a powerful thing to have seen occur and to have been part of. Well, you're not just working on Combo Breaker these days, although I'm sure that's the immediate focus at the moment, but I'm curious how you could differentiate for people who are thinking about going or just thinking about watching slash just being interested in CB versus Evo, you know these are these are two events that you are working on that have historically been had some significant differences, right? Yeah. I'm, Very I, different I'm, personalities, yeah. Uh-huh. Different personalities, right? So one time they so, got into a fist fight in the parking lot. I saw. I've it. seen it. It was Street Fighter Four <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you really think Street how, how Fighter you, 4 was the one that was in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you differentiate between those two? And then also, how is it that you keep them both in mind at the same time? Because you have to be doing both of those things. So, I think that within culture, there's inner circles of fandom. And there has to be products that serve to onboard into fandom and then also sustain different levels of fandom and compel people engaging oh. with the fandom to either become deeper fans or become fans that are part of these different components or want to extol the virtues of the fandom or want to fall in love enough with the fandom. They spend all their free time yelling on Twitter about how much they hate the fandom. (laughs) And Evo to me is the biggest outer ring at this point. It's a large scale tournament. It's an industry trade show. It is a historical experience that needs to be referential, not only to itself, but to where fighting games came from what fighting games have cultivated and produced and where fighting games are going. Like a big thing that I think made Evo special and continues to make Evo special is Evo is a moment during the year where all the tournaments notwithstanding, all the trade show boosts notwithstanding, there are moments where you're looking to what is going to happen next in context of what has come before. Whether that's a character release, whether that's Harada trolling Ono on stage, whether that's Arc System Works showing up with a Western-themed booth and everybody suddenly going, wait, that dev can do this now? Yo! Um, 
those aspects to Evo are very important to me. So this year we're doing a lot of stuff at Evo that involves looking back at historically, that involves actually talking about and trying to present the future, that involves inviting people to be fans of fighting games. Mm-hmm. Whether you already are generationally, are you a dad with a kid that's playing Street Fighter, soon to be six, and you got here with Street Fighter 2? Great. Have you never heard of either of these games and somebody's uncle beats you up at the you know family cookout on a console that you don't understand how it works because you had to put a cartridge into it? Perfect. <laughs> um, Evo to me has to hit that piece yeah. of the community. CB has strived very hard to be something different in that it needs to be the inner circle fandom event. Not the one that's so isolated that it's a single experience. It can't become Climax of Night, which Shinobi's doing with French Blood, where it's a singular purpose and a singular vision. It can't become something like Venality, where there's a notable per-community purpose or singular couple of communities that that event serves. It can't become Master Cup, where it's now just a single community, single game with a very different experience. It has to be as much of that as possible to go, this is the breadth of fighting games in such an overwhelming capacity that if you are not already a fan, if you don't know how to speak the language of a couple of different games or have people around you that can speak in that language, there is too much here for you to have immersion. You have shown up and stood in the middle of Warp Tour, never having listened to a single band with an electronic guitar, and have to decide which stage to look at, and which of these many, many people wearing clothing that you're not sure is actually respectable to wear in public, you should talk to first. That's how I keep them separately. Because if both of those events are doing what they need to do, they're going to push the fandoms from those two events towards other events, towards other games, to other places in our community that always need more people, not just to grow, but to maintain, because we tend to forget that there is an element of people in here who age out of the community, not because they fall out of the fandom, which is why I think Evo is so cool. You can have somebody who's 50 appreciate Evo because it's the one time a year that he's going to circle back to this thing that was part of his formative years or uh, friendship circles that have long passed on, but simply because bandwidth happens. (laughs) At some point, you've got responsibilities and you can't stay at the competitive level that was satisfying before. You can't keep up with the, at this point, incredible amount of content that comes out of this community that we don't have a good curator for. So it's kind of jumping into the open ocean and going, I don't know which ship to go on, but I'm drowning, so that one. (laughs) Better hope it's the one that sustains my happiness for the next couple of weeks. Oh, thank God it's smug. But... (laughs) Uh, as long as I can keep those differences in place, I think both events will succeed at what they need to do for the community. And then the community will inform us of what they need to become. Because the community that exists today is nothing like the community that I started crafting events for. And I don't mean that in the 2009-10 sort of way. I mean, the community today isn't really anything like the community that we did Combo Breaker 2019 for. So (laughs) got to try to keep up with that, which is its own bandwidth thing. (laughs) I know know I've said this joke many times, but I've always said like, 
Evo is the celebration of like fighting games. Combo Breaker is the celebration of the community. And CEO is a celebration of Jabali, right? So, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how I've always uh, made the distinction. <laughs> well, to, to briefly talk about other tournaments, because I think that's a good inroad here. I'm curious how you view other people trying to come back in, in the tournament scene. Um, you have your own unique situation for sure with these two events that um, you know, you've spent a lot of time building up. For other tournament organizers who have their own different situations, what, what are some of the challenges that you hear them talking about and, and how they're able to get over it or not? I don't think many of us are getting over it. I think we're getting back in trying to deliver the experiences that is expected of us not being able to do so. I don't think there's a single event this year that will reach its aspirations for itself in talking to most of the organizers because there's just that many challenges between getting back in and getting that final outcome. What, what, what do you what, mean by aspirations in that context? I think as you start hitting staff and bandwidth and, and literal resource limitations if we want to get to the cash flow stuff, there are too many places where what you want to build isn't quite possible. In the same way that when you open the Lego kit, it's missing two pieces. You can actually probably still build the entire model. It might even still be a satisfying model. And when you put it on the shelf, you might never even be able to see the piece that's missing. But the dream of it is good. And so when I look at a lot of events, that has happened to them. That happened with Genesis this year when they had to cancel and then immediately turn around. That happens with Frosties when you get into an event where you have a cool new experience, but it's running on the back of maybe the most stressful week that it could possibly exist in. Um, you have Big E changing venues, using some of the historical venues, some of the new venues, because the idea of NEC getting back into downtown, becoming the kind of center city experience that I know he dreams of, is not quite to the refinement piece of it. So now you have to go through the experimental stages of building that new event, but you have to do it on the back of a brand that has expectations and a legacy of organizing that's so long that you get you get no slack. Overseas, you're, you're seeing that too. Um, monitor suppliers aren't in market right now. So if you don't have an equipment supplier, you're getting hit with that. Gaming engine can't be everywhere all at once. Game lists for events are as long as they have ever been, which means you need more gear or minimally you need more games on the gear that you have, which usually means tournaments that run and then stop. You don't have the casual stations afterwards because the Melty Blood console needs to become the Guilty Gear console because good Lord, there's so many Guilty Gear players right now. <laughs> and a lot of that is good and it speaks to things that allow for greatness later, but it means that everybody's in the messy middle. And our community has not always been great about tolerating the messy middle because we kind of just been in a mess forever. <laughs> and some of that is scale. Some of that is everybody's a hobbyist trying to do a professional's job. And I don't know if that's going to change. So one of the big things that I hope happens, one of the reasons I'm talking openly about it tonight, is if we can get to the understandings between what expectations are and what a product needs to reach. And I do think events are products. I'm going to talk about that one. There's an inroad there where everybody goes, yeah, actually Arby's ain't that bad. 
And I kind of always want to figure out how do we get to that? How do we get to the FGC <laughs> version of actually, you know what? Arby's, Arby's ain't that bad. I'm hungry. I ate it. I'm not hungry anymore. It was the right price. I think, I guess I'll figure out how we feel about it tomorrow. So I don't want it to be like this every day. Arby's is godlike. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I got that out of my system. Anyway. I mean, that's all right. We, we can have our CPT throwback. I'm all for it, but there, there's a lot of that to kind of figure out and work through. And that was a rambly answer that I don't necessarily think hit the point you might've been asking for to begin with. Cause I have forgotten what the initial question was. Cause we talked or I should rephrase. I talked that long, but <laughs> If we didn't hit it, rephrase, and I'll try yeah, again. It's all it's all good. I think I think that was an interesting answer. Uh, is there anything about this CB that you would like to talk about that we have not talked about yet? This is the most effort we have ever put into trying to showcase as much of an oversized event as we can. And it's going to be an interesting thing where there's blowback. We put the schedule out today, and there's always, well, what about that pool? Or what about these semis? Or what about this? We're running 11 streams out of this show. Yeah. Oof. It's it's a near unheard of number. It might be an unheard of number, actually. But it, um, we're doing that off of 11 stages. And those stages are mostly uniform. There is the large format center stage that CB is known for, but the other nine, sorry, the other eight in the convention center are the exact same. So there's no changeover going from the absolute smallest game in the room Dang. to the largest game in the room. No sharing at and, all, huh? Oh, they're sharing. There's only 11 streams. There's 24 plus games. Okay, and yeah, fair, all in fair. together. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 24 streams. Combo Breaker 2023. No. Uh, <laughs> we can sort of afford internet in this facility. We're not. We're never getting to that point. But on top of that, uh, the all in together uh, tournaments that we put together with AIT and Net Battles and a ton of community organizers, we have a stage in the back of room, and this is probably the thing that. I'm most excited about, even though there's no way for this to pay for itself. So it's this weird giant event subsidy. We have a modest replica of the large main stage that CB is known for on the polar opposite wall of the room that is showing nothing but those community tournaments. So if you came in and you have your 24 player tournament that you are used to not even getting a projector for, there is a 20 foot screen for you. And you're only going to get the top four for that. And we can't show the whole show. There's 25 of those brackets. A couple of those brackets are going to wind up on some other streams and stages because that's just the way it nets out. But to me, that is, that's the community ethos in and of itself. Not a single one of those games can afford that stage by attendance metrics, by anything. Even all of those games together with their attention metrics might not be able to afford that stage. But when put into all of Combo Breaker, there are the resources available for that stage to exist. And I think that if we're going to be in a situation where we constantly talk about everybody rising up together and inner circles of fandom, there has to be a place for those games and those sub-communities because a lot of those sub-communities are some of the most diehard players that exist in fighting games. Yeah, they started as the Street Fighter player, and then somewhere down the line... They get into a game with a name that I can't remember right now and probably can't even pronounce correctly because it never even got translated to English. <laughs> Which is why we put a bunch of those in Look Alive 2. That's why Perfect Welt was yeah. in there. But I love the idea of that. And I want to figure out how to do more of that because when I was traveling around with Warp Tour for a while, my buddy's band was never going to go to main stage. 
and quite frankly, was never going to be on a warp tour size stage ever again. They played at best 7th Street Entry in Minneapolis for 100 people, and that was considered a raging success. <laughs> Lost money on some of those shows when you take into the, <laughs> the practice space in the studio. It's very FGC in that regard. Um, but those were monumental experiences for them, for those fans, and fans of those bigger experiences at that show, a lot of those main stage bands, discovered my buddy's band through right. those moments. And if we can do the same thing for a lot of these community games, I think that's where how we sustain the desired perpetual growth of fighting games. Can 7 million people buy and play Street Fighter? Sure. Will some of them need other places to go over time to either experience new things or try out new ideas or forge friendships and rivalries with different people yes because if they only stay in that that starter experience that's the only place for them to go i think that can lead to burnout in the same way that uh can't remember if it was a tweet or or a show david you were talking about the break you took from some games to play other games you came mm -hmm. back to games you've been playing previously you were better at them because of ideas that you had incorporated elsewhere mm -hmm. yeah. and you were more excited about them because you were approaching them differently in the same way that Stop listening to a certain record for a couple of months, come back to it and go, damn, I loved this song. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that hi-hat being there. <laughs> so. Well, cool, man. All right. I mean, that's, I think that's awesome because I mean. Yeah, I, that sounds like, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, let's just put it, I mean, like, I, this is the kind of thing that I've been like, you know, you know, obviously, you know, when I used to talk to the people who ran Evo all the time, I was like, you should run like small game events just to kind of like celebrate those small communities there but it just it, there was not the space for that and i feel like that's really what combo breaker has become you know there's a reason why like you know echoing what stephanie said earlier you know that so many different games think of combo breaker as their event you know mm. as their evo like ki like schoolgirls like vampire savior for example you know and i think that's really really cool i i like as a as a person who's been playing fighting games for decades like honestly like you almost you almost made me cry just listening to that so. <laughs> <laughs> let's save that for evo we can skip it tonight but uh, <laughs> Vampire Savior is such a good example because I love what Vampire Arcadia gets to do at CB every year and I love what they've built out of Makai and some of the appreciation that I have gotten through that and through them. And even just having you out regularly to where, yes, I know I can put you on any number of <laughs> games, but turn into the show every week and it's Vampire Savior behind your head. So please just come up to, come to CB. I know you can commentate 37 different games, but I'm, I just really want to put you on Vampire Savior all the time because there's there, there's something there for me where that's satisfying. So I do hope it always is for you because I recognize that uh, as fun as it is to have you and David out front in the middle in front of Street Fighter the times that we have, I like that there's a space for your history and your personal fandoms to still have face value and be right there for you. Yeah, I'm always happy well, to do vampire saviors. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. figured. Like asking Tubbo where to do Marvel. It's like, Tubbo, you want to do Marvel this year? Can Rick really? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking some time to come on and chat with us about CB and Evo and everything yeah. else that's going on. Oh, real always quick, happy though. To. 
Real quick, uh, Investigation Cone in the chat does ask, when does the CB merch shop go live? Friday morning of the show. Nice. Probably you'll do a tease Thursday night, but we're trying to... So every year we put merch up, and every year it's these these little illustrations of the merch that have come from the people that are working on it. We so rarely get stuff in to take photos and show what we've made. It's just the idea of what we've made. I really want the first introduction this year to be the products that we've put together. And so mm-hmm. the Thursday before the show, we've got some photographers, and we're desperately going to try to actually take lifestyle shots of the entire lineup and then probably make a couple of editors cry as they fast edit everything to throw online the next day. But <laughs> I want that to be the first intro. So we're trying not to do anything earlier. Than that. Hey, let me know if you need a fat guy model. <laughs> you know what? We got some big boy sizes. You can come do that. I'll do it. <laughs> We've actually got, <laughs> honestly, you know what? I'll throw this out there. We have a hoodie this year that I think will speak to everybody on this call pretty well that we're calling the arcade legacy hoodie as Ooh. a bit of a meme because it's got, uh, it's got 25 years of arcade sticks on the sleeves. Oh, my interesting. God. Okay, okay. So, where <laughs> to that? Take my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> very much looking forward to it. So, so um, <laughs> Breaker is uh, in a week and a half at this point. Yeah, I would really like it to be two or three weeks away. Well, it'll be <laughs> over pretty soon, dude. Uh, and yeah, then no. right on to Evo too. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, you know, you you know, know what? There's there's a CEO in the middle of that. There's, <laughs> a, yeah. there, there, there's a couple other events in the interim actually. Uh, that reminds me, Tupperware. I have to talk to you about one in the very near future. Um, <laughs> and at some point, I mean, I'm going to be dumb and start trying to figure out a look alive three. So there, there's always stuff hey. to do. <sighs> That's what I like to hear, man. I'm glad that you're keeping busy. I would have. No expectation of anything other than that. Um, I really honest, don't know how to not. I know. I, should, I need to figure that out someday. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot again for coming on. You look great. I'm looking forward to giving you the old high five in person. Let's do it. All right, man. See you soon. <laughs> See you, around. See you soon, Rick. Oh, man. And once again, as usual, Rick is one of those guys that we could probably just get on here and do a whole two and a half hour show <laughs> talking to, but I know he's got to run. So <laughs> yeah, no, thanks a lot uh, again to Rick for coming on and hanging out with us for a while as, yeah. as always. Yeah. And I know he'll never agree to it, but you know, that there's a reason why I kind of call him like the man who's like, I don't want to call him in charge of the FGC, but he's doing. Well, so you already much. said that earlier. So. Yeah, did, exactly. You already so. dubbed him the king of the FGC. David, how no, do you feel no about kings, King Rick? No kings. How do you feel about King Richard? No kings. And also, it's not like <laughs> no tag of Steve. Yeah, no yeah, posts, okay. no kings, uh, right? There you go. <laughs> I don't know if you would want to be called a king either. All right. <laughs> Thanks again to Rick for coming on and hanging out for a while. Let's move on yeah, for to sure, for sure. the 5-5 five, five matchup. Where, of course, we take questions from you, the crowd, and then we let you also vote on which ones we're going to talk about. We're so magnanimous. I can't believe we let you guys get away with this. Unbelievable. right? You get to decide some of the stuff that we talk about on our stream. Unbelievable. How can can we even pull this off? You don't have the right. Here we go. It's three questions. Uh, We're going to do two this week, right? Well, yeah. uh, I mean, maybe I so. depends on like. Yeah, I guess we should because we have we have a lot of time. So. We, we do have a good. Okay, yeah. So we'll do two number then. one. So we'll be voting for two. Keep that in mind as you read through these. Number one, how long does it take after a big patch to know what's actually 
changed? Simple question, but I like that one. Number two, with a big tournament like Combo Breaker on the way, can you recommend ways you feel tournaments could cater more to new players and players who immediately go 0-2? And then the final, number three, what are methods for a player to use to stay mentally, physically capable to compete in a three-day tournament? Again, as a reminder, if you are sub to the channel, you get two votes. But otherwise, it's exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, or exclamation mark three. Type them in the chat and let's go. And we'll try to get to two questions here. Two questions. All right. And I'm going to vote. Let's see. What, uh, what, what am I going to do? Hmm. Listen, man, everybody's voting, too. It's a thing to do. That's actually not well. Maybe you've influenced vote the vote here. It. One is no fun, and three again. is for dweebs. Three is what I went with. Wait, one is yeah, no fun. Dweebs, and I nailed it. One is no fun, and three is for dweebs. You're almost you almost kind of did this poetic thing over yes, here. Hey, yeah, I was trying to rhyme. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that, that was, was that was Tupperware rhyming for sure. Bars. That's as close as it gets. Okay, <laughs> dude, this one is really even. This one's really, really even. Oof. Wow, it actually is all three ways. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never seen a poll like this. Although we are starting to get one of them that's pulling right, we a got lead. Separation. Okay, so uh, two is pulling away. Mm-hmm. Two. It looks like it's going to be two and one. Is what all right. It's going call to it. Be. Cut it off. It's cut. Cut it off. All right. Hang on a second. A few more are drifting in. No, it's it's done. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I can't call it. We need a few more votes. Okay. Okay. I'm just having a quick flashback to that point when I double OCV'd that player earlier with Dino. That was sick. With All King right. of Dinosaurs? Hey, the you King. know, I did double OCV someone with Isla before, so I'm that's I'm pretty happy about that. But it is going to be number two and number three mm. that are going number to be three, wow. Okay. Yeah, three is for two, dweebs. Three is for dweebs. Yeah. Three is for dweebs. I think these were all interesting questions, so I understand why they were close. But <laughs> all right, which one do you want to start with? We're doing number two. We'll go with the number one question. So let's do number uh let's do the second question here. Uh so sorry, I'm doing clicking doing things wrong over what? here. There oh, we go. All right, that was a Tuesday show. Oh, hey, we're back. All right. <laughs> With a tournament like Combo Breaker on the way, can you recommend ways you feel tournaments could cater more to new players and players who go immediately 0-2? Uh, I mean, if I may start this one, I mean, it really depends on the kind of, you know, Rick was talking about this, right? It depends on what kind of event you're really kind of, who, who the audience you're catering to. Evo is a good event for you play, you lose. Now you've got all these vendor booths you get to watch. LP casuals. Right. And you get to experience it, right? Like you're not super, super, you're casually invested in fighting games. You just want to play just to say you're in the tournament and you want to watch. That's how you cater to them. And then obviously Vegas is Vegas. So if you want to go out and hit the casinos or whatever, you have that kind of option. Combo Breaker, it's like 24 hour venue, like Rick said. Then, you know, all the, all the machines out there and stuff like that that you can play, casual machines and stuff like that. So, you know, if, if you're trying to cater to players, 
that's how you do that. You set up a lot of casual stations where people can go and play. And it's it's a very big distinction because you do have multiple audiences that you're trying to hit for this. So if you want to cater to everybody, you're going to have to kind of do both. And that's depends on money. <laughs> it depends on if you can afford it. That's just really what it comes down to. So You know what I would like to see a big event attempt? Because this has been done with online tournaments and maybe some smaller events, but I don't think like a CEO or a CB has tried this. I want to see an O2 bracket. Uh, for West Coast Warzone did this. West Coast Warzone. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a long time ago, though. That was a real long time ago. Yeah. I want to see still, a modern-day event try this. I will still always laugh that one time the O2 bracket at West Coast Warzone was won by Tatsu. It was like, <laughs> wait, what are you doing in the O2 bracket, you know? And it was just... Isn't it Arlieth? Arlieth? Oh, was it Arlieth? Oh, might have been Arlieth. Okay, okay. It was Arlieth it was. Then. Yeah. But yeah, he just had like this bizarre sequence of like somehow he lost twice in a row. He's a really good player. And then he smoked everybody the rest of the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. Whatever. But I do think that that's cool. And mm-hmm. that did actually, just in talking with some of the people who were in that, not just him, he thought it was just funny that he ended up winning, you know. But um, talking with the other people, there was stuff for them to do. And that was especially nice, I think, because <clears throat> West Coast Warzone was not the size of an Evo or something where there's a ton mm-hmm. of different things to do. If you're not actively playing or like actively watching what's happening in the in the you know big stream or whatever that's going on, then there wasn't that much. So that's nice. That I think that was a really nice way to give extra value to people. Right. On the other hand, like if you're if you're about to maybe lose zero and two, or maybe you could win and then go one and two ultimately. Like, do you tank it <laughs> and, so that you get more matches? <laughs> You intentionally like go zero and two. I don't think anybody would actually do that. I think they would just be casuals later. Yeah, I I think they would want to win one match in the real bracket, then go deep in the the consolation prize. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, honestly, like the one thing that people always have to remember too. We just talked about combo breakers strive breaking a thousand entrants. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot of Owen tours. That's a ton. people are going Owen two. You have to That's run. That's what I'm saying. The Owen two bracket for Strive would be bigger than like ninety percent of the tournaments. Say like it's cool yeah. the West Coast Warzone did it. Right. I want to see a modern day event do it. <laughs> it would be it would be something to to behold. I think right. it would be uh-huh. impressive. Like just planning the logistics of all right at this point in time, all the players are going to be owing to. And we you have fifteen minutes to generate the brackets and try to seed it. I but they all went oh two, so who gives a shit? And now we have to start the tournament. Like there's a I lot going on there. The only way I think that this tournament would work at a big event like that is the grand prize is a trophy that just says, I went 0-2 at EVO. And that's the (laughs) only prize you got. Like, that would actually be sick because, you know, then obviously you kill that whole thing from David. Like, what if you just throw it or just to go? Because you don't want to give a real prize. But to win a trophy that says, I went 0-2 at EVO, and that shows that you are the king of the O and Two. You're the is real like, champion. I, that thing would be loser. super yeah. awesome, dude. <laughs> you're, the, you're the real champion of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. whoever won that would feel like a king, dude. I mean, obviously that's bad because nobody I, I wants don't think kings. I would, but you know, well, you, you I, I would, would just wonder. I would just wonder 
how much farther could I got of if I had a different opponent for my first opponent? You because would be obviously all these other O2ers couldn't fuck with me, right? <laughs> I'm the best of all these guys. So if I would have played any of these bastards my first match, I would have won at least one match in the real thing. So yeah. that would just bother me. That would get in my brain even worse. In the thousand person it. Don't give me a reward bracket. for that. In the thousand person strive bracket, you're the 749th best person. <laughs> <laughs> After, after you go through an entire bracket to beat the O tours, that's yeah. Well, I guess you're the 750th best person. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. Uh -huh. you're uh -huh. basically the bubble boy when it comes like like poker. Yeah, you're just you're right? one so. better than the. It's, ugh. Yeah, that would I would not participate in an O two tournament. Now that I think about it, I would yeah, you just, wouldn't, you wouldn't. But a lot of people, no way. I, do, I do think that's a fun idea. As far as something else that I would like to see, I do think it'd be nice if there were resources at at an event that could help new players i mean this is asking about new players and players who go oh and two i i think that would be nice if there were something that could be i don't know how to how to phrase this or how to design it. it's not something i thought about very much but i do think it'd be nice if there were like a lecture to go to that's what i would want like workshops basically yeah a workshop right? yeah a workshop yeah. you know i mean uh, you have GT, and I think maybe Combo Breaker did it for a few years. We, we used to have panels at tournaments. That's well, not really yeah, a thing right. as much anymore. I, I feel like maybe that should be brought back, because I, I, I as far as I know, we don't have any at Combo Breaker, and I don't think there's any CEO the past couple of years, so maybe I'm tough. wrong. Please correct me if I there, am. There actually was one at CEO, because I did one on legal stuff for, for players. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, but, good job, CEO. And, and how many, it's not, how it's many not as common, certainly. But as far as just like a straight-up workshop... I'm imagining like you have 20 people there and you, there's somebody being like, hey, all right, you guys are new to Guilty Gear Strive, huh? Let's go over some of the basics and like, let's talk a little bit about this. Oh, try this out. Oh, I'm having Dude, trouble. I'd be, well, here's I'd maybe be you can work on it. so down to do that. Cool. <laughs> Holy crap. I'd be so down to do that because I think it'd be cool. I mean, it, it is probably it will get to that point where there's going to have to be more show kind of stuff, you know, if that's really kind uh, of, what we're, but it's yeah. Right. I mean, I that's don't think thing. it has to. Well, again, I again, like I said, like Rick was pretty convincing, man. You uh, as a player, I totally get it. But remember, I, I will never forget that story because like talking to Tom and Tony when they were when we you know they're running evil like during the early years we're like okay should we sell merch should we do booth stuff no it's a fighting game tournament it's not a convention right and then people would come up and be like hi I saved like $500 to buy a bunch of cool toys where do I <laughs> buy it and like Tom and Tony were like uh, are we dropping the ball on this, right? You know, like, it, it wasn't even something that even well, I'm not went... worried about vendor boost or anything like that. Uh, what I'm talking about is, like, a whole entire discussion that we don't have time to get into. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I retract my statement. It's <laughs> I mean, too it's deep a, to, to talk about it right a, now. It's, it's, a good, it's a good topic, though, right? It is a good topic. And no, it is, but it's one we could talk for, like, an hour or more right. about. All right, five-five next week. In person, five-five at Combo Breaker. Yeah, dude, that'll be a panel. Let's do it, dude. <laughs> we'll just argue anyway. Like, we'll just talk should. about whether or not you. We should have a panel at Combo Breaker to discuss whether we should have had a panel at Combo Breaker. There it is. There it is. All right. <laughs> that'll be the All right. best panel. Very good. Ever, so. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> David, David and I have done a panel before, King9999. That's true. We did one at UFGT, what, 8 or 9 or something like that? 
Yeah, a long where time. Where I just talked about how esports is the worst. It was. Yeah, it was. The topic was like. <laughs> it was. It was FGC versus esports, and okay. Fish Kicks was defending esports. You were like supposed to be the in between, and I was uh... FGC grassroots. <laughs> you know, some of the stuff I was very wrong about. I've watched it recently. Some of the stuff I was wow. very wrong about. Some of the stuff I fucking nailed. Like I was like a prophet. Okay. Okay. But some stuff I was real wrong about. Like I was at the time worried about Red Bull. I thought Red Bull was going to come in and yeah, yeah, yeah. swing their corporate dicks around, and but they did the opposite. They said, "Here's money. You guys do your thing. Have fun." Yeah. yeah. So you know, I was wrong about Red Bull, but I was right about a bunch of other stuff. Well, well, well. Good work. Yep. All right, let's move on to viewer question number two. What are methods for a player to use to stay physically, mentally capable to compete in a three-day tournament? Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> where Where is this tournament taking place? Puerto in Rico. a hotel. In a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> if this tournament Nailed is taking place in Chicago, Illinois, or Schaumburg, Illinois, I guess. Uh, since combo breakers coming up in 10 days or whatever it is, uh, you find the nearest dispensary. You load up on all the edibles you can get. By uh, edibles, do you mean this gigantic? No, box no, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> edibles that have THC in them <laughs> and you just are blasted the whole weekend. And that's, that's what you do as you just, I mean, like if you play third strike or any Marvel, you're probably not sober, is what I'm saying. So well, it depends on where you are and what I game you're come, playing. I've come to this tournament to win the tournament, and I can't be. <laughs> yeah. I can't be in an alternate. Reality. How many? How many sober Marvel champions do you think there were? Justin, at, at least there's couple. like Chris G. Yeah, yeah there's Justin. like Chris G. <laughs> Justin, Justin. <laughs> no, man, Justin was. Justin was on some shit, dude. I seen him. I saw those eyes. I seen him. I seen them, dude. I seen him. Okay. Uh, uh, well, oh, I mean, no, but, but a serious answer is uh, drink lots of water, get sleep. Um, these are two things that are surprisingly hard to do at events. Oh, uh, yeah. So those are very, very important. Get your eight hours, your seven and a half, whatever it is, and stay hydrated. Those are very serious answers. But if weed is legal, also blaze out of your mind whole weekend. Well, I'm not going to be doing that. But here's my advice. So it, again, I guess I'm coming at this from the perspective because it seems to me this is the question of of trying to compete the whole time. That is to say, like, you're not just there to, like, screw around and meet people and hang out, which is, you know, the primary reason that many of us are going. Like, that is the biggest reason I'm going to Combo Break. Even me, like, I'm there to work. But, like, the biggest reason I'm going is to hang out with friends for sure. Um but if you're going there you to <laughs> compete, <laughs> then the way that the way that I handled that when I did compete was to treat it like it was a job, um, and that is to say, I would not just sleep regularly and and try to you know get good rest, but also just like whatever time it is that I normally go to sleep and whatever time it is that I normally wake up in the morning, keep that regular. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure that that's that's kind of what I meant by have a good night's sleep. Like don't don't let your schedule get all out of whack. Don't change your schedule. Yeah, the schedule needs to be as close to, for me at least. It needs to be as close as possible to to what your like normal schedule is. And when it comes to playing in tournaments, the thing is that it's not the case that you're just there for a little while and then you come back later. What often happens, even in well-run events, 
if you're going to go far in a bracket is you're there for the whole two hour pool bracket waiting yeah. through most of that time, not yeah. actively playing through most of that time. And then you're, you know, you got to come back later at whatever other time, or maybe you have another pool and it's the same process at that time. Uh, so that, that can be draining for sure. And one of the ways that I think is important to deal with that is to treat it again, the same way that you may treat work. Everybody has something about their work that is a little tedious, you know, just we all we all enough deal not with to get fired to, <laughs> yeah, i mean like what's what's your way with dealing with something that you find tedious about your job you you have strategies we all have built strategies for how to deal with that and that's that's kind of how i view those moments um of you know little interludes for me a day-to-day work is like i'm doing a lot of work trying to analyze a contract or something and then i send it off to a client and now i'm just kind of waiting until they get back to me what do i do in the meantime um, but when they, when they get back to me, I have to be ready quickly to to Transition you know have back. my my mind ready to go again. Yeah, yeah. So so there's that little downtime there, and I spend that by not trying to do something that's terribly different by sure. not trying to you know have a complete 180 in my mind. But let's say your name is Ultra David, okay. and you have a friend named Tupperware. Okay, I don't know. And you're as Ultra David, you're like, well, I right now in California time will be going to bed. So I'm going to go to bed. And your friend Tubware is like, listen, you coward. You better stay up for three more hours and play Street Fighter 4 with me. How do you deal with that situation, David? How do you deal with the peer pressure of that Tubware guy calling you a big fat coward and you don't want this heat in Street Fighter 4? You know what I do is the first time he tries to cross up ball against me in literally yeah. most of the decade, I block it. The very first time <laughs> that I saw a cross up Blanca ball in Street Fighter 4 in five years, I blocked it. That's how I deal with that. Take having, notice that, having that even David falls mentality. to peer pressure. Even the great ultra David falls to peer pressure. <laughs> Good luck getting sleep at tournaments. No, yeah, yeah but I mean, th- again, that's that's if you're there to work. I'm gonna be messing around at Combo Breaker, I'm sure a lot. But you know, when I'm when I'm there to work for commentary, it's a different mindset for sure. But at the same time, there's similarities of continue to treat it like it's like it's a job. Wake up normally, go to sleep normally have your little routine, you know, try to eat well, all the same things that I do in day-to-day life or how I treat it when I go to an event. I can't, I can't do my regular sleep schedule. <laughs> that doesn't you, work for me. You can't. Get back which on is, regular sleep Which is why yeah. combo breaker, you're going to get on a normal schedule again. You're going to go back home and you're going to keep it up like a responsible, right. strong-willed, yeah, yeah, yeah. grown course. adult. Absolutely. Because I believe in you, James. You're going to do it. You're finally going to do it. (laughs) It just took combo breaker magic to, you know, get you back on track. I mean, uh, it really just depends on the different people, right? I mean, like, for example, Justin's philosophy has always been starve yourself at a tournament because then... Dynago famously doesn't eat much during tournament either. Because basically what happens is that your fight or flight kicks in because you're hungry and you don't get lethargic from eating greasy and fatty foods, right? I mean, honestly, that is a legit tactic. Um, But, you know, also, you know, even if you're serious about it, you know, you've got players like Big Bird and Rod TV and all these guys with this FGC fit, you know, fit FGC, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Chris G's in, in it right now and everything like that. That makes a big difference, honestly. Yeah. You know, it really does. If you Like, if you're really serious about competing, if you're there to have fun, then it's just whatever. You know, go eat your giant bowl of pasta and, you know, have fun or whatever <laughs> like that. But if you're actually... You eat your pasta. 
pasta, but you will lose your bracket, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you eat your pasta. We'll see how it works out for you, bub. Right, right. And uh, and that's the thing, right? Yeah, and, and like if you're serious about competing, then yeah, you change your diet, you change your exercise habit to be serious about competing because you're dedicated to it. That That's kind of what it is, right? If you're kind of like that semi-serious person where you want to go and do well so that you feel like, okay, you know what? At least I got far in semis. I feel like I've accomplished my goal and stuff like that. And you need to stay mentally, physically capable. And you're not interested in doing the workout and eating right and all that stuff like that. I mean, a lot of it is just like like everyone's saying, just tr- make sure you just try to get your sleep and uh, just try not to get distracted by a lot of other things. But it's going to depend varying on different people. But if you want the generic advice, sleep, eat right eat healthy and uh, get your exercise. vitamins yeah, listen to your brother a real American. <laughs> yeah honestly dude it's, it's food coma i mean dude food coma fucks me up on commentary dude sometimes when i eat like super carby things you know that's when david has to kick me like seven times yeah that's it's definitely so. it's definitely the food not the age yeah, that sure. probably happens less now than it did ten years ago. To be honest, <laughs> <It's not laughs> that's true. James actually is much thinner than he used to not be. That's fair. Not anymore. Not anymore, dude. Freaking hell! This pandemic oh. has destroyed yeah, I know, me. I was gonna say I saw you at Frosties, but I didn't. So, dude, fun. I can't fit in. Like, I don't like, see you at Combo Breaker. I'll dude, be the judge of that. I had a pair of shorts that were almost falling off of me without a belt at the start of the pandemic. Now I feel yeah. like I can barely fit in that shit. Dude, so, you, know you know what's wild is like I definitely gained back a ton of weight, but I still fit in my jeans from when I lost weight. So it's like all my <laughs> weight just went back into my tummy. It's so fucking Weird. odd. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. Well, I'm, as far I'm, as as far as this stuff goes, as far as the question of how to compete in a three-day tournament, it's something that not that many people really need to know how to do because three-day tournaments... Because y'all suck! Well, I mean, not, even even among top-level players, it's mostly the case that people are really good in one game or a couple of games. There's really only a few who need to be good for, like, the entire three days. And yeah, like, Chris G's one, like, Justin, like, there's, like, five players or whatever. Like, it's a very short list, yeah. Yeah, Tubbleware, exactly. There's very there's a very short list, and it is it is interesting to hear them talk about how they approach those situations, and even to just to see them. I was looking at Chris G play at Texas Showdown, for example, and he was literally going back and forth in top eight between top eight of Dragon Ball and top eight Dude, of KOF. Like they had to from delay one KOF stage to the other. They had yeah. to delay KOF because Chris was playing Reynold in KOF. They had Correct. to postpone that because Chris was playing Reynold in Dragon Ball. Correct. They literally had the same matches. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty wild. But so that's not something that is common. But it's it is really interesting to look at and to see how they deal with that. That need that just requires a level of concentration. I mean, for a long time, Chris G literally ate French fries and mac and cheese. Totally, man. Totally. So I don't don't know if the diet argument can be really made. No, he maybe he's just like a solitary genius. There's also plenty of large fellows like myself that are top players too. So. I just, I'm just saying it's not a long list of people who really needs to, to yeah, look into this. Yeah, but that's fair. It is, it is very interesting to see when you find somebody who has figured out how to do it. All right. Okay. All right. We've got some more information regarding multiverses coming what? out soon. Yes, the platform fighter made by Warner Brothers continuing their trend off of, um, uh, you know, Space Jam. Two, which they're just really trying to push the Warner Brothers 
It's a universe. Universe, yeah. Exactly. Everything's a universe now. A yeah. metaverse or a universe. It's one mm -hmm. of the two. Basically. I didn't know but, about that. Yeah, dude. I mean, people have said that, that that is the worst thing about Space Jam is that it's a big, giant advertisement for... They go to Mad Max Planet. They go to, like... Like, like, dude, like, seriously, yes. There's, like, they, horror. Like, the mask shows up. What? Like, Jim yeah. Carrey, the mask. This uh, is there. From a thousand years ago? Wow. Yeah. yeah like, there's uh, anything that Warner Brothers had that, like, a piece of the buy of. Like, in the audience, I think you could even see, like, Danny DeVito's penguin is there watching. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Like yeah, it's... Wow. They've been they've been trying to push this for a while. Yeah. So whatever yeah. lawyer wrote the IP rights transfer agreement that it put Danny DeVito into that original uh, movie, <laughs> <laughs> they wrote a good contract to get away with that. Even now, like thirty years oh, later, man. good job. Uh, anyway, look, yes, they showed a new trailer for this game, yep. and as is being discussed already in the chat, it's, it's full on voice acting, and it, it honestly looks nice, sounds great. Oh, yeah. They have dialogue between the characters that's funny. I have heard very mixed reviews about the gameplay, though. Very really? mixed. Yes. Huh. I've heard people that say they love it. I'm not going to name names because some okay. of these people might not want their opinions out there. Okay. Uh, but I've, I've seen on Twitter plenty of people that I play fighting games with that respect have liked the game. And I've seen other people are like, this game has no hit stop. It doesn't feel good. 1v1, it's, every character feels incomplete because it's very much a 2v2 game and mm. 1v1 doesn't feel like you're playing a complete character ever. And Bob, like things like, I've heard complaints like that. There's no block button. Right. So oh, interesting. I, How does yeah, that it's work? Different. It's different. I've me? also seen Planet Chaser. It says it looks super slow. I've seen people complain about that, that it feels, it feels slow, but also rambunctious and chaotic at the same time. Stop! So, stop making Iron Giant fight people, please. <laughs> I mean, making Iron Giant fight people. A fighter. His whole it's, movie's point cracked me up, was man. to stop fighting. <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up when I saw Iron Giant come down and say hello to Superman. Oh my god! <laughs> There's someone to put that picture of Iron Giant with the Iron Giant quote next to him, which is like, mm. "I love fighting. All I want to do is destroy <laughs> things or whatever." The Iron Giant. They call Giant. me the Iron. No, it was like they call me the Iron Giant because like. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, yeah, man. that is actually really funny. I think, um, but. Yeah, I also get why. If you're the person, I want to know how the big Iron he's going to be too. Is Velma that. supposed to be a character? Because she was definitely Velma's like, so she's, she's a fighter. In there, yeah. she's in how there? is yeah. Velma yeah. going to fight? Is she going to go? She's going to go jinkies and look with a mic or whatever, the magnifying glass and burn does you with she, a magnifying glass. Does, is there mm -hmm. ultra instinct Velma as well? I That's mean, just shaggy. That's just shaggy. Right. Right? That's you're in the Scooby-Doo universe. Doesn't mean that you all get to go Super Saiyan. If you're in Dragon Ball, not everybody's a Super Saiyan, James. Dude, he's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna fight like K-Dash. She's gonna throw her glasses and like end up killing you or something. I don't. She's gonna trip and a book's gonna fly like Phoenix Wright. It'll be Phoenix Wright. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wait, That's so what she I was think in she the is. last Alpha. What are her mechanics? Dude, what I have I have seen very little of this game. Yeah, I'm so confused. Absolutely. I only know the opinions people have told me, and I've seen on Twatters. <laughs> I haven't played it myself either, uh, but and I've also, I should say, heard some mixed reviews. But whatever. I mean, I think that it's every game is going to be like that. So I'm not. I mean, what's interesting is it looks like Warner Bros. is like all in. 
Oh, that yeah, trailer, is... that trailer was sick. That yes. trailer was high quality shit. Like honestly, it was. Like yeah, it was. It was. It, it was. was really it was like triple A game level quality trailer stuff. I might right? not have seen that trailer then. I oh yeah. Okay. Well, that trailer is sick. Check it yeah, out. I'm you, gonna, you can I'm just tr- put it on the stream. Why not? I mean, because we'll, DMCA. Yeah, we'll probably get DMCA. We'll get wrecked. I guess that may be the case. But check it out if you haven't checked it out. It's really nice looking. And then another bit of news to talk about here when it comes to this game is that it will actually also be at Evo with a 2v2 tournament. Tournament. And mm-hmm. also the top 32 teams will be paid out. And 100K. Also 100K prize what? pool. 100K so in the people pie. are going to have to learn and play it there on the spot. And try to no, win. no, no. There's, there's a, there's a beta going on right now. You can oh, sign up for it. Right. I signed up for it forever ago. I haven't gotten an email, or okay. maybe I did and just I didn't notice it or something. But but there's uh, also going to be a closed alpha coming. Yeah, up. there's yeah, closed alpha is coming. And gonna people are going to have a chance. So people are going to have a chance to play. Yeah. So there, there will be, there will be a little bit of expertise there. But yeah, I think that's that's super sick. Like you're, you're totally right that it seems like WB is really big time on board with this. Like they clearly are putting resources behind it. Not just in the trailer, but the fact that they have all these great voice Kevin actors Conroy, really make the characters sound good. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, and then even on the esports side of like trying to make this happen, like two v two specifically, which is rare. Even when mm-hmm. it comes to Smash, where there have been two v two tournaments forever, it's almost always the case that one v one is still like the main. I, I want to oh. say that I'm glad Multiverses took on the two v two, like the first free to play two v two fighting game. It, of any sort of like focus on that because I was really worried the Project L was going to be a forced team fighting oh, game. Okay. I was well, super worried be. about it. We don't know. It, right, it so. didn't look like it though. It looked like they <laughs> what they showed was one player controlling the assist character. So right, I, I, right. I doubt it. It seems like it's going to be a one-on-one thing. Maybe they'll have a game mode where you can do that. That would be right, that would be right. dope. That's a game mode. Cool. That's like the main focus. Eek, that's rough. I, I play fighting games because I want to depend on me. I don't want to get mad at my friend. I want to get mad at me, you know, or I want to <laughs> hey, celebrate Street Fighter me. That Street Cross Tekken tournament almost I... killed uh, the, the friendship <laughs> between Justin and Flo, I remember. Dude, I, I bet. Oh, yeah. Fuck that shit, dude. Uh, Mike Ross no way, and Combo Fiend, I can recall those guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Combo Fiend refusing right. to tag. Yeah. No, no, no. It anyway. was... I, I, I think Kamofi forced himself to tag in or something like yeah, that. Was, there's yeah. something funny like that. Yeah. Whatever. This this uh, Evo thing I think is really, really cool. I love that the support is already there. And yeah, I mean, I again, I think the game looks, the trailer looks awesome. I don't really have thoughts about the game because I haven't played it myself. And I, although I have played Smash casually many times, I don't have any experience with 2v2. I've n- literally never played 2v2. Mm-hmm. It, when I was playing it as a younger guy, it was with me, me and my two younger brothers. So it was always either free for all or one of us was playing against the other in a 1v1. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how that goes. When I tried to watch some of the footage, there's actually a bunch of footage out now that they've put out oh, with okay. the devs playing against top Smash players, actually. Which is yeah, they cool. did. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Um, okay. And, and in those, it looks frenetic, but like to my eye, also Smash Doubles looks frenetic. So I'm just no good judge of this, I'm sure. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. it seemed like they were having a good time, and that's great. I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> was there actually right. a tournament, dive kick tournament, where each teammate used one button? Ugh. I mean, there. I remember at I think it was at B four. That might have been B, a mystery game or something. At, at B five, 
you know, before everything was esports and super serious, one of the entrants in the tournament was the four-headed monster, in which one person used a joystick, one person used jab and short, the other per- another human used the medium buttons, and another person used the heavy buttons, and they just let him enter the tournament. And obviously, they did not go far, and they got destroyed. But yeah, the four-headed monster was actually in in the uh, tournament before. Ooh, so. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember who was involved with it too. I forgot who the humans were, <laughs> but it might have been like I remember it was some talking about. Yeah, it was a monster. It wasn't. It was a four monster. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hit it together. Okay. All right. Anything else on this? Let's uh, talk about Street Fighter Five. I want to dunk on Luke. We'll talk about the big change in Street Fighter Five. The huge patch consisting entirely of small patches where Luke got a little bit worse. And some other characters got some slight bug fixes. Luke is dead, okay? His jabs don't push back the same way anymore. Mm. And I can't... I have already actually wrote a letter to uh, Mrs. Jane Capcom, and she's going to be hearing from my lawyer soon, too, so... Hello, Mrs. Capcom. It's me, Tubbleware, and Tubbleware's lawyer, Ultra David. Yeah, we're coming for you. I think it's kind of messed up. Jane is really nice, okay? I'm telling you right now, dude. She's always I've never been a big fan of Jane Capcom myself. Jane has always <laughs> been nice to me, okay? I'm sorry. She's always. I, I'll tell you who I like is Marvin Street Fighter. Marvin Street Fighter? Yeah, he's a good Marvin one. Marvin Street good Fighter one. is a good guy. Mm, he's a good yeah. one. I mean, uh, Marvin, so he changes. I mean, I, I swear there was one time he was like really crazy and almost Kusoge, and then another time he was really slow paced. And then another time, he just became like this vortex kind of crazy dude. Like he just went spastic, dude. He he. Marvin Street Fighter changes personality way too many times. I'm sorry. You can never tell what you're gonna get with Marvin, but you know that he's put in a lot of work. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so honestly, very slight changes to Luke. His uh, stand jab and medium kick and crouching medium kick and fireball are all like a little bit worse. I mean, the stand and- medium kick nerf was pretty significant in a lot of different ways. But again, Luke was that much better than everyone else. Probably was necessary. So He was probably I, the best character in the game. Yeah, I don't think he was like broken. Like no. I I don't think he, he was, was like, broken. He needs to be nerfed more. But there were a lot Luke. of there were a lot of good videos that illustrated some of the things that made him better and you know yeah. some stuff that is that you wouldn't think at first until you know you had someone pointed out like in extreme detail that way. Uh, I wasn't convinced he was super broken at first. The more I started watching some of those things, like okay, I can see it. Again, he wasn't busted, but I feel like these nerfs were absolutely justified. He definitely needed some of them, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. So. I love it. I think it's awesome. I wish that there had been some announcement about it. Luke is dead. Really matter. I mean, wait, nerf him more. I don't know what people <laughs> want anymore. I don't know what people want anymore, man. This is supposed um, to be the definitive patch, and they're still patching for you because you guys no, no, are too no, I mean, no, I mean, Luke is too good. I Not you two in particular. I'm talking about all the Street Fighter yeah, players. Yeah. I mean, well, I was hoping. The best in the game is Dawson. <laughs> I may not disagree. I mean, I was hoping that, you know, even though it was a definitive patch, that they weren't, you know, 
that they were still willing to fix anything else that might go wrong. And I'm glad to see that that is what they did because I was worried that they were going to do definitive patch and then, nope, nope, we've fired everyone. Well, we've pulled everybody off we that fired project. Everyone. We've we fired dismantled everyone. the code. God. It's all that Street Fighter Capcom. 6 now. Yeah. Chain, they're yeah, firing people like, like that? Jeez. I mean, that's, that's what she does, man. Dude, I so, guess, I guess. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say on Luke? I mean, honestly, it's not that big of a deal, but I'm happy that nope. it happened. All right, let's do. He's definitely one of the best characters in the game still. Mailbag? Are we doing the mailbag here? I can do a mailbag. What do you think? What do you think? We could, we could do it. We can do a mailbag. It's a thing we can do. We can do it. Ramen tonight, I think, is where I'm headed. What's that? Yeah, I was actually thinking the same. You're gonna make ramen? Yeah, I'm gonna make a ramen. A ramen. A ramen. A ramen. Is that anything like E Honda? No, nope. T-Hawk. Not related. Jay Capcom. <laughs> Arctic Shota via Twitter asks, or asks, a sorcerer has captured you all, and your lives depend on you three making a meal. Each person is responsible for making one dish. What are you making, and are you all, are you all doomed from the outset? Well, what's the rule? What, what am yeah. I trying to accomplish here? Yeah, am I trying making to- any meal? Yeah, the sorcerer says I have to make a meal. Absolutely, I can absolutely make a meal. Of course yeah, I can make I can a totally meal. make any meal. I can make a meal 100%. But now, you know what I wouldn't do, David? I wouldn't do that if I hadn't already used my Manscaped products earlier in that day to make sure that not only <laughs> not only was my face presentable, but also my giblets. You see, on the Lawnmower 3.0, there is a, a light. There's a light that you guides your way oh, to make sure that you can avoid nicks and cuts. First of all, it's the lawnmower 4.0. Get it? Is right. it 4.0 now? Even better. Well, the 3.0 <laughs> headed it to. Either way, all right. If uh, you want 20% off your order at manscaped.com, use code UCT. It definitely helps improve your sausages. I'll tell you that much. So there you go. Multiple sausages, not for multiple. Me. Uh, <laughs> look, yeah. Can I make a meal for sure? Is my goal to murder the sorcerer by creating such a terrible meal that the sorcerer dies so that I can escape this terrible conundrum? If so, I am also confident in my abilities to be able to do that. <laughs> but if the goal is to make such a tremendously great meal that the sorcerer is like so impressed that they let me go and that everything's great after that, I'm less confident in my ability <laughs> to do that <laughs> than I am to murder the sorcerer outright with my cooking. I mean, I... Definitely could do some. I mean, it would be harder for me for to make food for David because I put I use pork in a lot of the things that I cook. Oh, right. So I would have like I actually I could probably make David an excellent egg fried rice and then I would add the pork in after. Yeah, but if the sorcerer works. showed up, if the sorcerer showed up, and you had to make something immediately, you're, you're telling me you had days old rice in your fridge already. Just ready to go to make chicken fried or whatever, egg fried rice or whatever? I think it's that kind of uh, extent of just like make it that fast, right? If oh, it's that I, fast, I mean, there weren't any rules. I don't know what okay. the rules are. If, the, if it was you that got 10 fast, minutes to make a meal. If it's that fast, <laughs> I would make a, a mean spaghetti marinara because that's like mm. one of my go to quick things, except it would be the one with the sweet spaghetti sauce. But then you guys would try it and be like, actually, you know what? This is actually the bomb. And that would okay, okay, be but it. see, I'm not sure that counts. You're talking about putting in pasta that somebody else made into water and boiling it, and then right. putting in sauce that somebody else made into the pot and then heating it up. I 
feel like the, like well then how would you I'm feel if I said lasagna? Because I would make lasagna, but I make my own sauce. Yeah. I don't make my own cheese. I have to buy that from a store. I make my noodles. own cheese, but I make but my see, own sauce. The, I mean, that's the whole point. Like, I mean, outside of like somebody who I know who actually owns chickens, like you, well, you couldn't make anything with eggs then, right? Because. You can't make your own eggs. The chicken has to make the egg. I mean, ultimately, I can't create atoms either. Like, there's a limit. But, <laughs> right, I mean, exactly. yeah, but so, we're, 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 I mean, that's the thing. What's the extent? Are we Boston, allowed Boston to just maybe use, on the other side of it, though. Are we allowed to go out and drive and buy some eggs but not pasta? Is that what you're telling me? Is this the rules here? You can make pasta from egg, including other stuff. I mean, pasta is literally egg and, and dough. Or in, you can, in flour. You can make pasta. It's makeable. Now, yeah, I made pasta, pasta does that. yes. But do I make pasta often? No. It's so not worth the eggs effort. Count really as, eggs count as the base <laughs> construction yeah, product, right? right? Okay. Okay. But pasta does not count as Correct. the base product, basically. Correct. Like when I say that I'm going to go make ramen, what I'm talking about is I'm not going to actually make the ramen noodles, to be clear. But I will make all the other stuff. I'm going to have vegetables in there, and I'm going to have egg in there, and I'm going to have some different sauce and stuff that I put in there, and I'm going to make some sauce, actually, while doing it. So I will, in fact, be creating some stuff, just not the entirety of it, because, you know, come on. Your rules are arbitrary and based upon what you think you can do. Absolutely. Yeah, this is horseshit. Absolutely <laughs> arbitrary. <laughs> made of crap Correct. i hate your rules Correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right what else do we got here uh, i think see. that was our only mailbag wasn't no, it no no we, we had we had another one we had two, okay. we'll we had two. Cool. cool 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 uh what am i trying to do seven things at once right now mm, my cat mm, distracts mm, me mm, mm, mm. What makes for a good post-match pop-off? I'm ready for some Thor. Thor 4. Good <laughs> post-match pop-off. What do you mean by good? Okay, okay. Do I you mean, mean entertaining? Me, do you mean, uh, that's you know, the in thing. taste? Does it I mean, taste? What do you mean by good? Good can mean so many things. Right. I mean, if you're just saying good generically, as in, hey, just what's a good... I mean, honestly, I... That is something that they tried to <laughs> censor in our chat. Three ways. <laughs> <laughs> Three ways was censored by Twitch. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, I mean, like, if we're talking like, oh, sports center of pop-offs, you know, where, like, anything can qualify. It just ha I mean, obviously, memorable, you know, entertaining, like, like Tubo was saying. And I think, you know... At least not like derogatory, right? You're not digging into somebody, not being hateful. You can definitely yeah. be like, you suck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah. you know, I mean, for example, that one pop off in that one, was it league match where everybody was like, oh my God, check out this pop off. And everybody in the FGC was like, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's got to be something good, right? So there are different bars in different communities for sure. I can, First of I, can all. I can tell you what a bad pop-off is. Remember yeah. when Justin Barrel rolled? 
<laughs> that was so good. That, that was wasn't a, that was not to be fair, he tripped and fell. I know, but that's what makes it a bad pop-off. You can't <laughs> you can't trip in your pop-off. You can't do that. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Have you do you feel I like you've those. ever done a good pop-off? Have either of me? you ever done a good pop-off? Oh, I've done so many good ones. Give me an example of a good I pop-off. I can't talk about the one I would talk about on here. Okay, give me an example that's the second best that you would use. That's the one that you can talk about. Uh, I popped off on Alex Valle at UFGT7. Okay. I, I I beat his ass in Marvel 3. And uh, I just got up. I don't remember what I said, but I said something about fucking with the Midwest or something. Mm. And then I shook Alex's hand and I said, it's an honor to play you. And that was, <laughs> that was it. But yeah, I just, I just celebrated. You know, I wasn't like, I'm not trying to make Alex feel bad. It's just don't come to Chicago thinking you're going to beat me, old man. That was all that there was to it. I don't feel like I've really done great pop-offs because I'm not I'm not like a big pop-offer, to be honest. I, I, I can't pop off. I just, I literally can't. I would feel too I bad. mean, people would consider me just like celebrating winning as a pop-off. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. when, I, when I win like a somewhat close match against anyone, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like that's at the true. end, that's because true. that's just how I am. And some people would be like, that's a pop off. I'm like, that's not popping. I'm I mean, I guess I want. I guess I did pop <laughs> off. different. When I was playing Street Fighter Four for the first time in five years, and I blocked the very first cross up ball that this nerd tried on me, I did, <laughs> I did pop off. I actually did pop off. When I was when you I was beating, pop off when I beat that spell. nerd with Dan Dan in that game, Bullets, yes, I did pop off. I did pop off. I don't think you won that set. Well, the set may be a different question, but I, I popped off after that game. That's for sure. That's fair. I don't think uh, I've ever popped off in my life. I can't do it. I feel bad. Like, I, it's one of the things that will hold me back as a competitor, I think, forever is that, like, I feel too much empathy for people when I beat them, you know? Like, I actually feel bad. Nah, fuck them nerds. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't, I can't. I can't. Been in my bracket, homie. Wrong I still remember when Street Fighter Cross Tekken first came out, some guy who was like their first WNF was playing against me and their friends were behind him cheering him on. And I felt so bad that I couldn't beat him. Like, I was like, I don't want to like make him lose in front of his friends, you know? And this is that's like the best the- feeling. That's the best. <laughs> dude, feeling. right? And that's the thing is, this is why I can't be competitive that's enough. The best. Great Damn, about- all you guys came out here to watch him lose. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. the, the great thing about competition in the way that we do it is that there's it's such a nice little safe space to be a jerk. Like you can section that <laughs> self off that, that off so from personal the rest of yourself. Too. Like it's like it's so it's just close. so easy. Like yeah. you're you're a jerk temporarily. Instantly afterward, you give him the old handshake, and you're like, "Nice match, friendo." Like you're yeah. right back to being cool. But during that time, totally societally sanctioned for you to be a big jerk face and that's you know See, you gotta, I, love again, I love it this is, that is why i can't i cannot have the success that a lot of other people have because i genuinely just like honestly like i i can't get that into my brain that says so if he had no friends you feel better about destroying him James? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The yes, friendless I, guy, that's who you want to beat up. He came to that tournament to make friends, has no friends, and then he just. I mean, like I've even said, like I've even said that I had someone popping <sighs> off for me, and that made me lose because now I feel like if I like 
disappoint him and then I have more pressure and it's just like I I'm just I'm bad with that because like my emotion is I have such a hard time controlling my emotions that like little things can snap me in different directions that for me the best way to play fighting games is with just someone else like the way that I used to play my friend in Guilty Gear we would play and then we would just sit there in complete silence and play each other for hours and hours until we went to go grab dinner and then we would yell at each other basically the whole mm. entire time, you know, get mad. Like, I have trouble. That's why I can't fight David. Because I know he likes to be a jerk. And, like... <laughs> only in game. Other than that, I'm so nice right, all the time. Right, but that's so what I mean. Do you remember? Do you remember how I said, like, I had trouble fighting against, like, Edma? Because he was kind of the same way. Yeah, you know I what do, I mean? I yeah. This yeah. is what I mean. Like, I have trouble so playing against the, the, the guy that I can't beat in Soul Calibur <laughs> is the same way, you know? Like, I, I have trouble against those people. It, so, uh, an example of this is um, this is many years ago, Street Fighter 4, early times maybe. Uh, early times. Ed, Ed Ma days. and James and I were all playing in James's place. And there might have been another couple of other people there too. And and James and Ed played, and James like didn't like it and got mad. And I mean, Ed is extreme was extremely good. So like he yeah, was yeah, yeah, most yeah. Of us. Uh. Um, And and then when I played against Ed, uh, he and I were just like talking the entire time to each other, right, and uh. and messing around, and it, we were going back and forth. And I think part of why we were going back and forth is like I could not let it get into his head that like it would be okay for him to like talk at me and for it to like not go unanswered you know what i mean like i like i it was important to also respond in person as well as in the game and if i wasn't <laughs> doing that i felt like i wasn't keeping up right um, so that was that was definitely it was a, a big part of the mindset difference i i, right. I could totally mm-hmm. see was uh not just the in-game stuff but like trying to maintain it outside of that game too exactly Exactly. So I, I have trouble with that. You know what I mean? That's the thing, right? So, and that's why, like, I still remember the time that I played you in MK and you just woke up and jumped like eight times in a row until you died. And you just okay, laughed but- the whole time. And I was just like, I'm just not how I want to die. You know, and it's just like, there's like a frustration. It's just a real big joke to you, huh, David? And- the real laugh factory. <laughs> Correct. My misery. Yeah. Yes. That's right. But also, like, that's just how you play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so it's, not like, it's, it's not true. Actually, it's as true. bad as yeah. in some games to do that. Right. It's true. It's true. Because that yeah. used to be a complaint. Like some in oh, some from some top complaint. Players, used to right? be strong complaint. Like, <laughs> why do you jump on your wake up? You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Right. No yeah. Not. Exactly. Exactly. It's how you play MK. So. Oh man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big talker when it comes to playing in games, but if the person who I'm playing against is a talker, then I can keep up in it. But it's not like my default. Right. But right. it's like I, I can do it, but it's not like how I would just normally do it, I guess. So, like, for example, when I was playing against Tubbleware and I blocked his cross a ball, since I know he's a talker, then I talk. <laughs> but if I, if I didn't think he was, then I wouldn't have done it. Right. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. That actually it depends. So, like, I'll I'll talk a lot of shit if I'm playing like an old game like Street Fighter Four. But if it's like something new and I'm trying to compete in and be serious, then I'll, I'll play serious. I'll shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah. Like, if it's, like if I'm playing somebody good in Guilty Gear Strive, I'm probably not going to talk a lot of shit. I'm probably going to sit there and try to learn. Yeah. But right. if I'm playing like somebody way better than me in Street Fighter Four, I'll talk shit all night. 
you know, like it's 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 just different, you know. Absolutely. Also, there's nobody better than me at Street Fighter Four, so mm-hmm. that never happens. I thought that was a nice little slip of the tongue, actually. I'm glad you the best. <laughs> the best there ever is. Best uh, ever was. Uh, best ever will smile. be. All right. Well, look, congratulations, everybody. I guess that's it for the mailbag. Good work. Uh, so I'm going to be making <laughs> ramen. What's going to go? There's going to be. Hey, are you bringing like there. your camera and shit to CB? I'm planning to, yeah. Yeah, you should record more stuff this time that you did I, at Frosty's because <laughs> you didn't sure. record that much at Frosty's. I forgot to bring my good camera for it. Yeah, so. bring your oh, good you one. Ha- I'll remind you. Just your phone camera, a, a different camera. The camera that I'm streaming from right now is a actual like good camera. It's a real one. Like, it's a real it's a camera. Real Sony ZV1. It's a real camera. boy. Yeah. So the intention, <laughs> part of why I got that actually was to take it around to tournaments. Yeah, and but how does it? How does it do? I don't know if you remember that, but like tournaments stopped happening for two years. How does it do <laughs> filming though? How does it do it? it like how? Like is it? Is it? Is it strong? Can you film yeah, at thirty yeah, frames yeah, per yeah. second? Do you film 60, at sixty yeah. frames per huh? second? Yeah. Yeah. But at what? At what? resolution were we talking one thousand and eighty p's uh ten eighty okay no it's it's four k it's a four k camera four k yeah you made that up i don't know i'm totally serious i I, well bring it bring it bring it to combo breaker jeez i was doing streams that i was recording locally in 4k that i absolutely cannot put out to twitch but I had my camera set on 4K, so as I was like mm-hmm. recording on the camera, it was recording these huge files for absolutely no reason. I think we wanted to talk about that, right? The updated community license. Oh, we did intend to talk about that. Yeah. Well, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, hey, good job, Capcom. You kind of did it. Yeah. Thank I mean, you what, for what, How did it change? I, I didn't even know about it. They this. literally listed it like patch notes. Yeah. And they <laughs> they... They uh they they changed it mostly to everything we demanded. Like they don't own photographers' photos. So wait wait wait, uh, wait. did it did it say did it say that ownership? There you go. Of, Tiny text. Put it in. Did the, it say ownership of photographer uh, photos by photographers has changed slightly? <laughs> it was a little more detailed than that. That <laughs> yeah, it was okay, a little okay. more detailed. <laughs> so yeah, I, I took notes. It's increased prize pool limit from two thousand to ten thousand dollars. So basically, the See? prize pool limit's <laughs> like I want, no, I want, I want David to record work, more of us. And then removed the yearly ten thousand dollar prize pool limit. Yeah. Increased sponsorship limit from twenty thousand to thirty thousand per they year, and five thousand to six thousand per event. Yep. Changed spectator fee restrictions. Changed increased. venue restrictions for bars. <laughs> increased the yearly prize pool limit by a <laughs> by a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they really did mention it in patch note kinds of language. Yeah, they yeah they re-edited it. Cool. I'm on board with that. I okay. thought that was yeah. Great. Most of the changes were good. I think it's silly that this exists. Period. Still, uh, no but I understand why. And yeah, nobody's going to talk about it long as it's, it doesn't seem expensive to get if it costs anything. And it's not infringing upon pretty much anybody's tournaments now. So good job, Capcom. You did just, it. Just, at did at this job. point, it's really like Evo. And I don't even know if... Right, like, yeah. What other tournament has a prize pool that's 10,000 or more? Does Evo even have? I guess Evo probably I mean, does, probably right? like some Red Bull events and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah so, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. like other than that, which... Which is esports. Not combo breaker. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they they mostly did a good job. Yeah, agreed. I'm glad glad all my yelling on Twitter helped. Yeah. Because I did a lot of it. 
I'm sure you did. And also, honestly, like it was good that people had the reaction that they did because and also and also good, clearly, that Capcom pays attention to that kind of stuff. Those were both as good as good that the well, community was honest about our reaction. Also good that Capcom paid attention and actually cares about. It. So I yeah. was encouraged by the whole experience. Other fighting game devs, you know, take notes. We'll yell. We'll yell real loud if you make us mad. All right. Not me. I'm a quiet fellow. Now fix lab code. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did say they were going to fix lab code. So. I know, I know, I know. I was just making a joke. All right, let's end it. Jesus, can you bird us? Yeah. Oh, bird? Yeah. I'm going to have mushrooms and garlic, and I think we have bok choy still, so I'm going to put some of that in there. And I'm going to Hey, do you grow your own green onion? I am green onion. <laughs> you are yes, green I'm like, onion? I'm like, I'm like marrow, but with green Hang on, hang on a second, hang on a second. Growing green onion. Before, before we end the show, I do have to ask you guys one question, okay? Evo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Uh, good work, all right. <laughs> it's well done. When, 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 you, when you send in questions to the Ultra Chan Twitter account, and they are supposed to be questions. Please phrase them in the form of questions. <laughs> yeah, we do that. You don't know what that means, guys. 